All right, coming up on this episode of Bro to Even Talk Pinball, we're going to talk about how Ballarama's debut pinball machine is currently at number one on the Pinside Top 100. Just fucking kidding. Double Super Jackpot! And now, the Hall & Oates of Pinball Podcasting, Nick Lane and Kevin Manny of Buffalo Pinball. Whoa, boom shakalaka! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Bro, Do You Even Talk Pinball? I'm Nick Lane, bald guy, skinny guy, is uh, Kevin guy. Manny. Oh, wait, no, I screwed everybody up. Do you know who your name is? <laughs> no. Do you know, do you know <laughs> what it is? No. Bald what guy? A, bald guy, skinny guy. I, I just yeah. wanted to confuse people even more. We're going to, you know what we got to do? We got to get some t-shirts. So next time we go to a show, it'll just say skinny guy and yours will be bald guy. How's that sound? <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. That's and the good. Buffalo Pinball logo on the back. That's right. That's all you need to do. It's going on. But uh, I'm actually going to, you can tell, like, look, look down there. It's got my name. And then it's got Nick's name over there. But it's, I also have Keith's name over there because Keith is going to be joining us in a minute. But uh, before we get to all that, why don't we uh, thank our partners? Um, I think you did the honors last month, so I'll go ahead and roll with it this month thank you to our partners pin stadium lights the premier sponsor of buffalo pinball visit pinstadium.com and use coupon code buffalo to save 10 percent on lighting kits for your pinball machines the coolest lighting out there for your pinball machines is gonna give you sweet even lighting all over your machine make it look great flipping out pinball if you're looking to buy a pinball machine check out zach at flipping out pinball flip n out the letter n out pinball.com comment pinball if you want to light up your pinball machine uh, put sweet new LEDs in your inserts and GI, put spotlights on there to really light it up, make it look great. Check out cometpinball.com. Titan pinball for your competition silicone rings, Titan mats, new balls for your pinball machine. They got these awesome uh, static cling flipper button uh, protectors. You don't have to stick them on there and ruin your side art like Nick did. Uh, they just stick with static cling and they hold great. I got them on my GNR. Use coupon code Buffalo to save 10% at, on your competition rings at Titan pinball pinside.com if you want to uh you know go and talk about pinball rate your top 100 pins you can push that punny factory and ballerama game all the way up to number one you can do that on pinside.com check out pinball edu if we want to try to win a pinball machine our good friend joe saeed uh with his inclusive uh, uh pinball center pinball edu out in frederick maryland they supports a great cause and gives you a chance to win a pinball machine every month and Jersey Jack Pinball, makers of the most beautiful pinball machines on the planet. Check them out, jerseyjackpinball.com. And exclusive to this month, sponsoring this month's episode of Bro Do You Even Talk Pinball, are our friends at the Ohio Pin Brew Fest. Uh, it's the biggest pinball and craft beer show. It's coming to the Northeast Pinball Ohio on April 7th, 8th, and 9th. Pin Brew Fest will feature over 100 pinball machines and arcades on free play and six different local craft breweries showcasing more than a dozen different styles of microbrews at just $5 a pint. Pinbrew will also feature an IFPA match play tournament and an IFPA women's tournament, a wide variety of pinball vendors, and even a free autograph sessions with artist Christopher Franchi. Bring a game, sell a game, buy a game, and play lots of games, including the new Cactus Canyon remake, the new Weird Al, 
from Multimorphic and all the latest releases from Stern and Jersey Jack Pinball. In addition to the great beer, multiple food options will be set up in the Expo Hall. All at Pinbrew Fest, April 7th, 8th, and 9th. Pinbrew Fest is a family-friendly event. It will be held at the Metroplex Center in Girard, Ohio, near Youngstown, about an hour drive from Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and less than a three-hour drive from Buffalo. Single-day and three-day general admission and VIP tickets are available for purchase at pinbrewfest.com. So visit pinbrewfest.com for all hotel booking and discount info, uh, daily event schedule, tournament schedule, and structure, game and vendor lists, and much more. And here's, here's, a, here's a bonus that I like. So uh, go over to um, buffalopinball.com and click on this merch tab. And you're going to see that we got new shirts. Well, they're, they're familiar styles, but they're back in stock. <clears throat> we have a new vendor carrying our shirts. And if you get yourself one of these Brody even pinball shirts, um, the first three paid attendees who are wearing one of these Brody even pinball shirts each day at Pinbrew Fest will receive one free beer ticket. It's limited to attendees over 21 years of age, so you can't put them on your kids and get a free beer ticket. Uh, but if you come, you're representing bro, you're one of the first three that come into the show each day, you're going to get a ticket for a free beer. So there you go. That's uh, that's Pin Brew Fest. <clears throat> and here to join us to talk more about Pin Brew Fest is Keith Campanelli. Keith, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me back, guys. Yeah. So uh, Thanks for well, giving away free beer. Dude, I love that promo. That's really good what? stuff. I think we're going to go with the first five every day. Let's do that. Awesome. Oh, I like it. We're up in it. Yeah, sell some shirts. They, they have and, to come by me. I have to see them. I'll, I'll make sure that they get their uh, free pint of beer. That's awesome. Very good. <clears throat> awesome. So uh, tell us about Pin Brew Fest. This is your second year of doing this, right? Um, yeah, You guys were kind year. of the, the first out of the gate uh, after COVID hit to return to bring uh, shows to us. Um, so tell us about your experience last year. What was the show like this year? what are you doing to level it up this year? So last year was really interesting being the first one out of the shoot, like you said, trying to handle things with everything that was going on back then, the social distancing and things like that, trying to keep everybody safe. Um, so we learned a lot about that and we ended up with the whole venue for spacing. Well, we decided to keep it that way because people are more comfortable. They really like the layout. Uh, we had the game spread all over the place, over 30,000 square feet. Um, we had beer, uh, beer, beer was flowing last year. We did about, um, I believe 700 gallons of beer. Um, so it's, uh, it went really well. We got really great reception from people. Uh, so they've been asking to do it again. Almost all of our vendors are returning. Uh, so we're, we're just pretty excited this year. It's, it's just, you know, it, it's open, you know, we're open. We're going to have fun. Uh, can't wait to see what it's like to have a normal pinball show. So for the, the people who didn't maybe didn't hear our show last year or weren't able to attend, give them a, a, a feel for what the Pinbrew experience is like. So it's, it's, it's in a really nice uh, venue, very comfortable. Um, you can come in, you pay one price to come in and, and you get to play all the games that are set up in there. Uh, we're going to have over 100 pinball machines in arcades and we're working on getting some unique stuff here and there. I'm trying to pull things out of my collection my partner doing the same uh, to give people an experience that they can play things that they haven't been able to play other places. Uh, as you walk around, you decide you want to have a beer. It's five dollars a pint, and we're going from pilsners all the way up to uh, 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 ales and um, heavier beers. I'm trying to think now. In fact, uh, one of my uh, breweries is releasing Motorhead Maple there at the show, so we're going to have a release there. This is a an amber ale. 
aged in a bourbon barrel that was then used to make maple syrup. So just some unique stuff there for everybody. We're bringing in seltzers this year for the people that, uh, the gluten-freeze and the ones that really don't like beer. So we're giving options there along with, you know, regular soft drinks and things for people that are not into the, the craft brew scene or the beer scene. So walk around, have a pint in your hand, uh, go play some pinball, get hungry. There's uh, three options in there in the venue, anywhere from pierogies to Italian to Mexican cuisine. Smokeworks is going to be back again this year. They do an awesome brisket. Uh, so all kinds of really good food and plenty of vendors. Uh, we have some new vendors coming in this year. So uh, as we grow and expand, we're, we're getting the whole opportunity for everybody. And I have different people helping this year, and we're just excited. All right, we got a question from Chad. They want to know if you have birch beer. <laughs> birch beer. Uh, I think that's a no. That's a no. All right, all right. Just checking. Got to bring your own. <laughs> uh, so uh, tell us about the. So you got some a couple tournaments happening there too, right? So tell us about the tournaments. Okay, so the tournaments. Again, I think we talked about it last year. That's kind of not my forte, but they are IFPA tournaments and. You guys could probably explain it better than I could reading it, but basically it's not a, it's more of a match play style head to head. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, uh, honestly. <laughs> All right. So match plays when you play in groups. So yeah. Uh, so it's, versus, uh, you know, think of it like if you ever came to the Buffalo pinball summer open, that was a, uh, a pump and dump style tournament where everybody you're just playing to try to put up your highest score possible. When you're doing match play, you're just trying to beat the people in your group and to get points in advance that way so we i know that they are ifpa we have a men's a and b and a women's going on we also have a kids tournament going on um i think on saturday uh so we can get the kids involved in playing because that's kind of a fun day for them yeah absolutely um, so uh nick i'll let you uh, speak to the beer side uh i know you've said you've always said beer and, and pinball make a good combo right no, Keith knows what he's doing, man. I mean, that sounds that's a that's a fun event. I I like it. Mirroring those two together, beer and pinball, beer pinball and like rock and roll. If you want to add that that other component, but those are things that seem to go really well together. I you know, uh, Keith, I can't win, man. Unfortunately, I'm going to be out of town for work and I can't go. And this is is not too far away from me, and I'm I'm really bummed. We had friends that went from Buffalo last year, and and they really liked it. Networked in the chat. Um, he usually has bad taste on things, but he loved it. So. <laughs> And uh, Nick Kaiser went, and a lot of people in chat are loving on it. Said you guys ran a ran a great event. So um, maybe maybe next year for us, hopefully uh, the stars align. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. So yeah, well, you guys will be missed. But I did see some Buffalo people running through there, and I'm glad they were all having a good time. Yeah, and thanks for doing these events. I mean, these events take a lot of work, take a lot of planning. Um, you know, we need people to to uh, continue to run events, and I'm glad that you also have a competitive component in there, even though that's not your thing. You you recognize that's a big deal to a lot of people. So um, kudos to you guys for, for having a great first year. Second year, I'm sure it's going to be even better, and by the time Kevin and I go, you guys will have a down pat. You got it. Thanks. All right. Uh, Keith, anything else? So uh... – you wanted to. You got some discounted hotel rates going on right now. Why don't you talk about that? I know that's ending soon, so you got to jump on that if you want that, right? Yeah. The, the one thing about pinball people, you always know everything's last minute with us. Uh, but we have an excellent rate uh, at our hotel, which is right across the street. You can literally walk there, and some probably will. Um, beginning of this week, we lose that rate. So if you're planning on coming, you need to get on our website, uh, go to make your plans, and 
lock in the hotel rooms because they're $50 off each night. So we got a really great rate and the hotel is filling up. So just want people to jump on it now. So you get a better experience and save more money to uh, buy pints. That's right. You'll have $50 more of beer to buy every day, right? <laughs> <laughs> we got a question in chat. Is there going to be a weird Al at the show? There is. Um, we have a new vendor coming in from Pennsylvania that's bringing several multimorphic games. And I spoke with him, and he did say that we will have Weird Al there for everyone to see. So we're excited about that. Uh, Butch Peel's coming out. He's a very personal friend of mine. He's actually going to be helping me a few days before and a few days after getting games running. But he's going to be there uh, with Cactus Canyon. So anybody that wants to ask any questions, the, the, the man is a wizard. He knows what he's doing. So Awesome. awesome. Yeah, so talk to us about some of the, the big new games I mentioned it when you know I was doing the, the read-through of some of the the highlights of the show that you're going to have Cactus Canyon and, and Weird Al. What are some of the other like games that really people are going to want to come and check out? Well, I, I know a lot of people haven't had a chance to play some of the games with how messed up uh, things are right now. Getting new Sterns. We will have Godzilla there. We will have Rush there. We'll have all the newer Sterns there. We will have, um, I believe, all of the remakes are going to be there. So everything from uh, Medieval, Attack, Monster Bash and Cactus Canyon. Alien is going to be there this year. Um, we have uh, Tilt Amusements coming out. We have um, uh, Coin Takers coming. They're bringing a bunch of games too. Um, so we're pretty excited. I mean, the, the selection we had last year was pretty awesome. Everybody that came and brought games just made it so much better. And that's one thing I want to thank everybody that does do that because those are the people that help us make the show great. Uh, if you can bring a game, it just, you know, makes everybody's experience all the better. So so is there an, uh, do you guys um, like give a discount or admission if you bring a game or how's that work? Yeah, so we, we set it up pretty much like most other venues uh, or most other shows. Uh, if you bring a game, you get in free. Uh, if you bring several games, uh, we give you some extra prizes and gifts uh, for doing that, especially anybody that brings several games and they're there all three days. We, we want to take care of the people that take care of us. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, it's, it's no small task calling a game to a show, but it's also a critical part of, of putting together a show like this because the organizers can't provide enough games to to fill these places unless you, you know, unless you're Papa or Pinberg or whatever. Uh, in very rare uh, instances, do people have a large enough collection to, to you know, put on a show like this? So the community really coming out and, and putting it all together really makes it a success, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I am fortunate that my partner Marvin and I both uh, are able to acquire and bring in a lot of games ourselves. So the first 50 games through the door will be ours, um, which is nice. And then we have a lot of great people around us that, you know, are excited to bring more games to the show. So uh, that's that's where it just makes the show amazing. You walk around and there's stuff you're, I haven't played that in forever. Uh, so it's just, it, it, it is, it's a great thing. Pinball's an awesome, awesome hobby that... Uh, we just enjoy, and we're glad people are going to come and enjoy the show. Awesome. Well, uh, with that, be sure to check out pinbrewfest.com for all the all the, your information about the show. And, uh, yeah, get out there, pinbrewfest, and uh, at the Metroplex in Girard, Ohio, April 7th and 9th. Uh, just coming up real, real soon. You're going to be here before you know it. Uh, Keith, thanks so much for joining us, and good luck with the show. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care. All right, Nick, what, what do you say about uh, doing, some, uh, doing some news? Yeah, let's do some news. That's All what right. we do on this show. <laughs> All right. It's, it, we kind of, you know, last month was fun. 
we uh we had some guests on the show but we got some catching up to do so let's get into that let me uh i'll play our little friend and then we'll get into it all right here's the tip it's the latest pinball news so hot it's on fire all right the big news of the month is uh weird al's uh museum of natural clarity announced from multimorphic um comes in two two styles there's a limited and a standard package uh the uh creative director was steven silver artwork by matt andrews you know him from the art on total nuclear annihilation uh software by michael ocean greg goldie and jerry stellenberg graphics graphics by rory cernuda and steven silver mechanical engineering was tj weaver scott uh, scott denisi did the sound uh rules advisors were bowen karens and colin McAlpine, and Content advisors was were Frank Serpus the third and Will Beals. Uh, pricing on this game for the kit only is three thousand dollars. So uh, nice price there if you already have a, a P3. If you need to buy a P3 system, it's eighty three hundred dollars uh, plus the three thousand if you want the standard. If you want a limited edition, too late. They're all sold out. But uh, that was an extra eighteen hundred dollars if you wanted one of those. So um, the LE package contains the limited artwork pieces. An interactive moving topper, uh, printed LE translate signed by Al, and some additional swag, um, none of which will be available separately. So if you wanted the LE, if you wanted the topper, uh, too bad. You had to had to go ahead and grab the LE, but those are all sold out. So um, hopefully you grabbed one of those if you wanted it. Uh, Nick, what, do you, what, do you, what are your first takes on Weird Al? What do you think of what you've seen so far? Um, seems like, you know, we're, they're, they're making enough for people who like Weird Al to, to get the machine, so that's cool. Um, I didn't see this coming at all. No. Uh, looks like it's really packed, where, you know, in, in the area of the play field that they can, um, you know, work with. I mean, obviously, with, with the P3, you're really designing for, you know, less than half of, of the play field in, in, in many ways, right? Because you've got the screen in the front. But, um, you know, what they did back there is that they've, they've got a lot going on. So I mean the, the the sentiment seems really really positive around. I mean Weird Al does absolutely zero for me, but uh, it's awesome that you have a P3 and you're gonna get it. So I'll, I'll get to uh, spend some time on it. It's like a it's a total win. Yeah. So uh, you know it's no no surprise that you know I work closely with the the folks over at at P3. You know and I've been doing reveal streams for them. I think the the first one we did was Cosmic Kart Racing back in 2018. I think. When, uh, when Jerry came up and he was on the podcast and then we did the, the stream. Uh, but this was the first one that, you know, really seems to like really capture everybody's attention. And it just goes to show the power of a license, right? It's, it's uh, you know, Multimorphic has been around for almost 10 years now. And, you know, they have a ton of great games. Heist is really cool. Um, and, there's, you know, there's a ton of cool mechanical action in that. And the story's really fun. But, you know, for everybody who says, let's, uh, let's do original themes. This is why this is why you get licensed themes because it brings that it brings that initial like rush of oh my god I love X Y Z whatever the theme is and then you uh you get you get the the people who are hardcore into the theme uh buying right in you get Weird Al to share it on his social media accounts where he's got millions of followers so the video gets hundreds of thousands of views so there's like all of this this extra um bump that you get by having a license um, let's talk about some of the features of the game. Um, so it's got five flippers. So you have your standard two flippers at the bottom, and then you have, uh, the upper right flipper that was added on heist. And then there's a upper left flipper 
opposite that now that gets added in as part of this kit. And then there's also an upper play field in the back left of the of the game. So there's an additional small flipper up there. So five flipper game. It's got a, a physical ball lock in the camera, uh, which is right here. Uh, if you're watching the the stream, it's kind of in the the lower right section of the of the uh, the module in the back. There's a um, circular ramp. It kind of reminded me of um, Jurassic Park a little bit, the like spiral ramp. It, um, there's a, a hamster wheel toy that the ball goes in and gets locked in. Um, tons of diverters, like every every shot like diverts. This ramp on the right actually. So we, you know we talked about designing for the back third of the play field but this ramp actually extends down onto the um the walls and scoops on the right so they're they're starting to bring things in a little bit closer on heist you had the crane that came way out which was cool and even on this module it doesn't have the crane that comes all the way down but you got things that are coming down further on the play field net the ramp is a is a lift ramp so the the scoop and wall still works there but you also have a ramp that lifts up and diverts it's like all this cool stuff um what else? Oh, it's got a crossing wire form now. That's a first for a P3 game. So uh, the left um, wire form return can either return straight down to the left in lane or it can cross over and, and give it to you back on the right. So that's cool. Um, apparently, that's not, there's like no tools required to install that. So when you're swapping play fields, you just pop it off and, uh, and there's no, it's not going to require a whole bunch of like uh, mechanical stuff to get off um let's see what else we got on here there's a there's a drop target snuck in there are there are three pop bumpers in there underneath all of this action which is pretty crazy um there's turnaround loops you got the supplies closet from uh, uhf i actually i revisited uhf after this was announced because i hadn't seen that in you know probably 20 years and that was a good time to see that so the concept of the game is you're you're weird al uh, you're in weird al's museum of natural hilarity and that's how like all the all the um song different songs get uh tied together you visit the different exhibits in the museum and, and that's how you get into all the different um different songs we have not seen gameplay of this yet because uh surprise surprise we're going to be uh, doing the reveal stream over here on march 19th right here on buffalo pinball on twitch uh eight eastern seven central be sure to tune in for that so I haven't seen gameplay of it. Uh, you haven't seen gameplay of it. I'm going to be playing it for the first time when I head down to Texas on Friday. Um, I'm heading down there on the 18th, and then we're we're doing the stream on the 19th, so looking forward to that. Um, yeah, they, they just, just like packed a ton into this back third of the, the game. So the, the camera the, that rotates and, and holds the ball, I'm, I was pretty stoked for this. So we, um, we, we were chatting, in, I think it was last summer, and they were working on this game and Jerry's like, do you want me to tell you what it is? I was like, no, I don't. Uh, because one, I don't want to like have to not tell people what it is or like make stuff up for until you're ready to, to launch this. And also I got the experience of, of seeing that reveal video and being like, man, I hope this is something I really like. And then I didn't recognize the song at first. Uh, Cause I think it was, I think it was dare to be stupid was playing in the first, um, the first video. And then I was like, oh yeah, cool. Weird Al. So it, it is a theme I like, obviously it's not something I listen to all the time, but, um, I did, I had like, um, Alapalooza was the album I had grown up. And then, um, I had the one, the, the one with the Nirvana uh, cover on it too. Those were like the two albums I listened to the most from him. And then when, uh, mandatory fun, the, that tour, 
uh, I took my son to go see him because we were into that album when it came out with uh, word crimes and all that stuff on it. That was a, that was a fun album too. So, um, does your son? I know you're his name, but you know, does yeah. your son like uh, Weird Al? Like, he does. does he yeah. So he, he does. The kids, the kids yeah. like him. Yeah. He spans uh, I, like he spans generations. He's a multi generational thing. So yeah, my, you yeah. Know, my son had the Weird Al like greatest hit CD, and he listened to it all the time, and so. It, it's just you know weird al you know if, if you're our age you probably think of weird al from the the 80s right with eat it and fat and all that stuff but he's really you know he's remained relevant and he he uh you know that last album he put out in 2015 was his it's a best-selling album ever so uh he just keeps it going man and uh so it's great to see it'll be cool to get some different musical styles in pinball too because you know al does it all he does uh hip-hop and rock and polka and everything so Maybe maybe this is the gateway to to get into some other genres of of music and pinball. All right, so Nick's gonna come over and play mine. Uh, any any other thoughts on Weird Al uh, in the P three? I know we had a uh, we had somebody in in Discord ask, or it was on Facebook. They were like, Kevin talks a lot about the P three, but you haven't really talked about it. What do you think about it? Um, so yeah i mean it's not like i talk about it every podcast but i i, I have weighed in on the p3 before now and i'll happy to say it again because you know you, obviously you, you talk about it like you know 99 percent of the time compared to me like and, and what i said in my response on facebook is that like i think what jerry and multimorphic is doing is is interesting and like I, i'm totally supportive of them and you know look they've been able to pull off this launch a new pinball company that's doing things that nobody else is doing that's innovative and, and pushing the boundaries and that's fantastic and how could you not support that um it's just not for me like you know at least right now it's just not for me and what i said is that to me when i've got to choose where my money goes like stern is crushing it these days and like they just are they've they've got more talent under the roof than any other manufacturer and it shows and, and they're doing such a great job that you know i i uh I'm going to get a rush. I'm going to premium. I'm going to get a Godzilla premium and my money's tied up with that. So I think it's great that you've got a P3. I'll play yours. Patrick, who's a local collector. He's getting one. Matt Taylor's getting one. There's going to be no shortage of, of these in there, but um, yeah, I mean, P, uh, the P3 is not for me. It, it, it just isn't. But at the same time, I can like give a nod of respect to, to that and understand why people like it. Yeah. For, for me, it's uh, I like new, interesting, different, and I think uh, obviously P3 brings a lot of that. They uh, the the multimorphic team. I think it's cool to get some new new talent, new new uh, creative minds in pinball. I think uh, I think Steven Silver is doing a really good job with the creative direction on Heist. I really like what they did there, and to see him heading up this this project too has me really excited to to see what he's what he's pulled out and and assembled the team to do. So um, yeah, so Stern. CERN is fun. I, I enjoy their games. I, you know, we'll talk more about Rush. We both got to play Rush uh, on the stream, and I really enjoyed that. But the, those games I can kind of play everywhere, and especially if you're buying them, it's it's like the opposite. Like I don't feel like I need to buy a lot of these games because a lot of other folks have them. So that's why I end up with like Jersey Jack games and and Multimorphic games because um, those are those are the kind of games you can't get everywhere. So um, yeah, so. Uh, I, th I think this is going to be obviously their their install base is going up with this. They sold a lot of a lot of new machines, not just kits to uh, folks. So um, I, and obviously they had a price rate because they sold out of their their limited editions. So you know it's one of those things. I think you know we you and I talked to Jerry when he was here about like you know you got to get the install base up and then everybody goes back and buys the other Gantt modules too. That's the only thing I was seeing 
especially in uh, on the pin side thread, it was like they weren't just buying uh, Weird Al. They were like, well, I'm going to buy Heist and I'm getting uh, Cosmic Car Racing and Lexi all with it. So as you add more machines out there, they're going to buy the back catalog of the game and they're also going to buy uh, additional games going forward. And that, you know, being able to buy a new pinball release for $3,000 in 2020 is, is it's pretty compelling once you have the machine it's a you gotta you gotta get over that initial initial investment but um i like their i like their model and uh i, I like what they're doing to, to try to mix it up and and uh and bring some new things so yeah i mean that's the the price point is undeniable right when you have the p3 platform and then the game comes out it's three thousand dollars and you know the next <laughs> what, what what's the next competition at that a stern pro for like 6700 right like so that's 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 going to be like their ace up their sleeve these days. When, when you've got the platform and you start pumping out additional games at $3,000, you start doing licensed games uh, that people are just compelled to get. And, and that's what I'm glad they're moving in that direction because that's what they need to do. Right. Like, as you mentioned before, Kevin, uh, they're getting the exposure through weird Al and weird Al posting on his social media. That's getting more people interested in the P3. Once you get the P3 platform, you start selling more games. So yeah, I want to, I, good for for jerry they need to keep on doing these licensed things because that's what people are buying and that's what will sell the system in my opinion yeah it's a, it's also it's good you know they need to scale up slowly so obviously they're going to need to you know scale up their production with uh with the announcement of weird al lots of people are buying in so you know seeing them the they, they've kind of slowly built i feel like they've done it the right way they didn't we'll talk about people who don't do it the right way later but you know they've they've bootstrapped the company self-funded you know slowly built the the platform over time with with non-licensed games and that now that they're to a point where they're like ready to step it up and take it to the next level they're uh they're they're like all right let's do a license grow the company grow the install base and then and then go from there and hopefully they can just keep it rolling all right so like i said more to come from uh multimorphic and the p3 uh tune in uh for the live stream uh, of the gameplay reveal here next saturday and uh I can't wait to get mine and show it off and stream it even more for you guys. So, uh, um, stay tuned for that. Um, before we proceed, I would be remiss if we didn't mention, we lost two, uh, greats in pinball, uh, since the last time we did, uh, a, a, a regular podcast, we lost, um, Lima sheets a few months back and then just more recently Barry Ausler. So, um, you know, obviously two, two great, uh, folks who contributed a lot to pinball, Lyman Sheets, legendary rule designer, made some of the the best games of all time. You know, Walking Dead is one of my favorite games ever. You know, we just played Elvira in that game. That where where the code got to on that game is is it's it's outstanding. Like all the different modes, so much so much detail and all everything that he did. So that's a huge loss for pinball. And then Barry Ausler, um, we haven't seen anything new from Barry in a long time because he he was like bouncing from company to company. That, you know, he went to Highway and they folded, and then he went to uh, Deep Root and they folded, and then he he was getting started with uh, American. He had just joined American right before he passed, and you know the tragedy of of, of Barry's situation really is he was. Um, I listened to the Pinball Profile episode with him. They had just recorded it like four days before Barry passed, and he was talking about how he was at at Deep Root, and then they went under, and he didn't have insurance to get his his treatments, his chemo treatments and things like that. So he had, you know, not been able to get the healthcare he needed because he didn't have the coverage. So, you know, there's the, the tragedy of deeper just keeps getting worse and worse. So I don't know. I don't know if you got anything you want to say about, about either of those guys, Nick, but. 
That was no, I mean, uh, you know, my Barry Osler game is is Jungle Lord, one of my uh, I mean, my all time favorite classic pinball machine. I've got a number of Lyman games that he's worked on. I mean, uh, you know, Iron Man, Big Buck Hunter, Metallica, Walking Dead. What else do I have? I probably forgot one. It's like he's he's touched so many. I mean, he was he's my my favorite rules designer. I got I think something that's special in the in pinball was uh, you know Papa and Pinberg tournaments, and I. Got to play against Lyman in a group at least one time, if not more. I can't remember, but you know, I was sure to thank him for all the work he did uh, because he's just somebody that puts a lot of he put a lot of care and attention into his his games, and it and it and it showed. I mean, he really uh, he really did a lot for Stern Pinball and pinball in general, and he helped elevate rules in a pinball machine, and he's he's pushed it to the next level. And, you know, people are still trying to emulate his rules and, and kind of take his rule philosophy. I was just watching um, uh, Ray Day's pinball tutorial on Rush. And, you know, Rush has a, kind of that, um, you know, lock in your instruments by hitting the targets, which is from Walking Dead. So I, I don't know. I'm so, um, really uh, condolences to his family, his, his close friends, people in the pinball community. Uh, what a loss, a loss for, for Barry as well. So, um, what a, what a bummer, but really grateful for everything that they did for pinball. Um, their, their work lives on and the amount of hours of enjoyment that they've given to people in the pinball community is just incalculable. Yeah. Speaking of like tournaments and stuff, you used to see players walking around with those Lyman in Lyman, we trust shirts and stuff like that. So, you know, I think, I can I can imagine like being in his position. It was like, you know, we we see it as you know people who do podcasts and stuff like that. You tend to you get feedback, and a lot of it is great, and you get a little bit of negative, and the negative is what really stands out because that's what you're. I don't know. That's how humans are. Like we focus on the negative. So he probably got a lot of amazing feedback and people telling him you know how much they love his work. But yeah, I can only imagine the the stress and the pressure that built up over the years because people had you know just they loved his rule sets and you know, they were putting Stern was putting um, Lyman on the, the top dollar games and, you know, the super LEs and things like that. So I don't know if he had a lot, uh, you know, a ton of pressure on himself to put out these, these amazing games and, and eventually the games got there, but he, he was such a craftsman that uh, it, it, it took a while and all these revisions to get through and to break, break through into that, um, that amazing, like I think a Batman 66 from what that went from to start with and what it ended up being, you know, got all those, different episodes in there and all the all the assets and things like that it ended up being a an all-time great game so um you know just uh you know what a loss what a loss for their families what a loss for pinball and you know we're grateful that for everything uh they both revealed uh, uh were able to do for us so thank you guys um all right let's uh let's move on we had another uh new game announced for the p3 which was um, this is a one thing we didn't touch on when we were talking about pinball a P three in general was the uh, the mini games and this is a a mini game developed by Nick Baldridge for the Cannon Lagoon Playfield Flipper Foxtrot Rhythm Explosion rolls off the rolls off the tongue but it's a rhythm game for your P three so think like mashing up DDR or uh, Rock Band slash Guitar Hero with with pinball and that's what um, Flipper Foxtrot is so if you're if you're just jumping into the P3 now and you're you're grabbing a Cannon Lagoon Playfield, here's one to consider. Uh, it's a it's 150 bucks, 
to add on to your, your Canning Lagoon kit. Once you have that, you can get it at the Multimorphic website. Uh, Nick Baldridge did it all. He did game design, graphics, sound design, and programming. So um, 27 different songs, uh, five difficulty options. Uh, and here's a, here's a look at what the, the play field screen looks out. It's got some Ranger in the Ruin songs in there, which are cool because you know a lot of folks really like the music that was in that game. Um, and then there's you're doing like flipper, <laughs> flipper, uh, flipper button rhythm stuff mixed in with pinball. So I haven't played it yet because I don't have the Cannon Lagoon playfield, but I watched uh, Gamago did the reveal stream for this, and it looks it looks really cool. If uh, if I end up getting the the Cannon Lagoon playfield, I'll I'll definitely grab that because 150 bucks is uh, kind of a no brainer when it comes to pinball stuff. So um, that's uh, that's Flipper Foxtrot. Uh, what do we got next? Oh, here's another new game. It's Super Hoop. <laughs> Did you see anything about this, Nick? Uh, just very, very minimal. Yeah. This, so this is by Bitronic and Quetzal. I think they're out of France. Um, this is on Nap Arcade's website. Um, here's a bunch of pixels of the game courtesy of its French distributor. It looks great. The uh, the cityscape color changing lights lighting on the sides is unique. That is that is pretty cool. Um but yeah, the Quetzal did uh did that like a drift car game from like three or four years ago that we talked about it on the show. Um this is basketball themed. It's got a LCD screen in the back glass, lots of uh lots of LED lights. Uh, let's take a look at the play field here. You can tell this game is made in Europe because there's a bunch of white dudes playing basketball. <laughs> white guys playing basketball it's got a, com a comic style art um it's, uh, oh it's, it does it does have a uh like a, a basketball hoop in it and the shot clock that kind of reminds me of like space jam or stern's nba a little bit um so some pretty cool stuff uh obviously not a game i would buy but <laughs> it'd be fun to, to to flip on if uh any of them make it over here into the u.s um so yeah there you go just thought we'd mention that because you know you don't see a lot of uh, third-party uh, new release upstart games like that. So, uh, good luck to them. There's a so it looks like there's a scoop in the back. I'm trying to figure out how that all works. So there's some stand-up targets through this middle section, and there's the basketball hoop over the top. Pretty neat and cool to to see some new ideas. I do like the art. Uh, oh yeah, it's got this the over the sling. That's over the slingshots, I think, or no? Um, that's the uh, the part in the okay. The, so that's by the basketball in the back. There's these hands that you can use to slap the ball into the into the net i guess <laughs> i don't know i wonder how reliably that would work but it's an interesting idea um uh, there you go that's super hoop um uh, so that's it for new game releases another another thing that uh got announced over the past month is that stern is gonna scale it back a little bit they're gonna you're gonna get no new cornerstone game from them until august 2022 which in pinball terms, it's still like, oh, my God, there's a new game coming in August. <laughs> but for Stern, it's like, you know, we'd be having another game getting released here any any minute now. And they're, they've decided that they're going to take the foot off the accelerator a little bit and try to catch up with some of those back orders, which I think is a good idea. Because you got you have folks waiting for years for some of these games. Like, I know somebody said they were waiting like two years for uh, Elvira and things like that. So they have a, a big backlog of games. I'll, I'll read the official statement here. Uh, it says, dear ladies and gentlemen, demand for Stern pinball machines has not just remained strong. Demand has become stronger. I noticed a correlation between insider connected adoption rate and increase in game orders. Well, that seems, seems, uh, that's pushing it. <laughs> it seems like correlation a and causation, right? Yeah. 
Seems like a stretch, but okay. They're really trying to push that insider connected. All right. Uh, in spite of supply chain disappointments requiring almost uh, daily changes to our production schedule, we have been able to increase significantly the quantity of games we produce each, each day. We are paying higher material and freight costs necessary to maintain and grow production. We've been able to increase our labor force 25% over the last few months. That's all great. Um, we have made the difficult decision to deviate from our business model of three new cornerstone games each year in January, April, and August. We've decided for this year only not to introduce a new game in April. Uh, we will have only two new cornerstone games this year, Rush, and then another one in August. In the next months, we will work toward fulfilling many of your orders for Existing catalog of games, especially concentrating on pro and premium models of Rush, Godzilla, Mandalorian, and Deep Root. Adjustments to game allocations for North America have largely been made over the last weeks. Export market allocations will be completed today and tomorrow. So this was, this was a couple weeks ago they put this announcement out. Um, Nick, what, what are your thoughts on, on Stern uh, stepping things back for this year a little bit? Great move. Love it. Um, you know, there's games I want. I want a Godzilla. So that will help speed that up. I want to rush. You know, I'm waiting for that. And it just makes sense. I mean, this is one way to combat, you know, the the skyrocketing pinball prices where they can start meeting the demand of, of this backlog of games. Why have another Cornerstone game come out when you've got people waiting for games that came out a couple years ago that still can't get it? So great move on their part. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I really don't see a downside of that. There's so many people that want these great games. Look, I mean, Stern has really kind of crushed it in the last couple of years. They've put out a lot of great games, which is to increase the demand for them because they are really good games. So get caught up. Let's, let's meet the demand out there so we can s stop the bullshit of people buying games at MSRP and then selling them for thousands of dollars more. That's, that's insane. So this is uh, a way to kind of combat that. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard a single negative thing about this move. I, I think everybody thinks it's the right thing to do. Uh, I agree. If I, did I, if I said Deep Root before, <laughs> well, I meant Stern. Apparently, I said Deep Root. Um, so, yeah, I think this is the right move. It's, you know, they need to get caught up with these back orders. They can't keep stringing people along with, with uh, deposits that are in and then increasing the price of, of games that they have deposits in on. So, um, yeah, get caught up. Uh, we're, we're doing okay. We got, we got enough uh, Stern releases per year. The problem is, uh, that there, there's not enough machines after those releases. I think of like Godzilla came out and it was a massive hit. And then they were just like, before you knew it, they were already moving on to their next game. So give these, give these games some time to breathe. Let, let the successes be huge successes. And then if you have one that comes out, that's not a huge commercial success out of the gate. You can maybe have one in your back pocket to, to go ahead and release. All right. So, the uh let's see what's next oh all right so that's that's the stern pause um uh, let's do some non-manufacturer updates we've been talking about people who actually make games and i know we got some feedback last month that we didn't provide a ballerama update or a deep root update so um i know folks folks look forward to this segment so uh we're gonna get back to that for you guys let's let's start with uh start with deep root okay it's been a while i'm kind of over i feel like i'm over deep root but um, yeah, but um, yeah, there's been some <laughs> some interesting things. So they had um, they had an interview. There's a phone call, I guess, that was part of the legal proceedings had started. And this this is a Satan eats cheese on Pinside. Shout out to him for summarizing the call here. So uh, let's see some key takeaways. He was about able to listen to about half of the call. He says 
There were over 85 people on the line when I dialed 65 at the end. During the break and after the call, before disconnect, there were tons of lawyers trying to ask questions. I lost count at 147 plead the fifth. <laughs> Robert pleaded the fifth like 150 times throughout the, the course of this call. Um, most of the questions seemed to be about establishing what assets Deep Root and Robert Mueller had over time. He said they had no accountant at any of his firms. He used a contract accountant when needed. They used QuickBooks. Not just at the pinball place, at the $60 million investment firm. Robert Mueller sold some of these investments direct to clients. Did Debrut use any of the money from investors? He pled the fifth. Do you know how much money was collected? I just do want to you? point out that Buffalo Pinball has an accountant. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> and we, we do not collect $60 million of investments. Um, do you know how much money was collected? Do you know where the money went? Pleads the fifth. Here's a typical exchange. Is there a bookkeeper? No. Who put the stuff in QuickBooks? The bookkeeper. Who is that? <laughs> Name which the, uh, the person transcribing left out for obvious reasons. How long did you use her services? What years? 2012 or 2013? I assume she was paid. Yes. Was she paid as an employee or as a contractor? As a contractor. How often would she perform services? It varied greatly from year to year. Would she reconcile the books monthly or quarterly? I don't know. It spent a lot of time going over financial disclosure form he gave to investors in 2017. He pled the fifth on all questions about it to include what acronyms stood for. He tried to get the hearing closed early due to childcare issues. He's a caring dad. <laughs> wow. He's all of a sudden he's like, you know, I got to go. Uh, my kids need me. Um, should we be looking for to understand your financial situation? What, what should we be looking for to understand your financial situation? He pled the fifth. How can we verify your salary of $192,000 here? Pled the fifth. <laughs> Someone ordered a burrito in the background. <laughs> Robert, Robert's documents implied investors were buying into Mueller's agriculture, retail, mining, and sports investment. Pled the fifth to that as to what they were. Uh, he couldn't find the documents people were referencing that he had provided, presumably. So he made everyone wait while emails were sent. Were any of these individuals directly sold a part of a life insurance policy pled the fifth will we find any documents that will reflect the direct ownership in a policy pled the fifth at the end there were people who wanted to ask questions including several people that sounded ancient i presume were investors that were shushed quote of the day goes to trebo for fifth amendment multiball so there you go and a special special uh, uh clip here somebody clipped uh, a voice of him uh, pleading the fifth so i'm happy to bring that to you guys here it's a little quiet, so you're going to have to listen closely, but here you go. This is Robert. On the advice of counsel, I invoke my privilege against self-incrimination under the Fifth Amendment to the United States Constitution and respectfully decline to answer the question. <laughs> there you go. So there's, there's Robert in his own voice, one of the, the 147 plus times he, he pled the fifth on that phone call. So um, Robert being Robert. Um, the other thing going on with well, before we move on, uh, Nick, any hot takes on on the uh, the proceedings from that? Dude, I'm 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 burnt out from Deep Root. I, I just I don't know what can I say. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> all right. So the other thing that's going on with Deep Root is uh, they're selling off all their assets. So if you want to do a little shopping uh, for Deep Root, you could do that. That's uh, through mtdauctions.com. Uh, you can go there. And I'm sure he bought like the most expensive like office furniture 
equipment and and desks and chairs possible too right i'm oh, sure yeah. he did nick, nick have you seen this at all yet or no i have not okay well that's that's what i was hoping because i i figured we could do a little shopping together okay so let's 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 take a look through here uh my one of my favorite things coming up is right here and this is what i'm gonna get for you nick is that jesus oh it sure is holy shit if we <laughs> all right let's see let's let's talk we'll see if we can get that nice frame picture of jesus from deep roots office we need that we, we need that in your uh, game room i think there you go. So there oh you go. my god. So that, that is amazing. Yep. yep. So th that's All great. Right. Um, Keep an eye on that one. Lots of office furniture. I think the problem is by talking about this, we're gonna uh, put a spotlight on it. The more people we fucked ourselves, it. so yeah. It's, it's it's all for the entertainment value for you guys. This this is good. These are these deep root bottles, and uh, I don't know if I can. Okay. And it says okay. So it's a water bottle from Deep Root. One side it's got the logo. On the other side it says why Deep Root. And it's just got a bulleted list of, of why you should uh, invest with DeepRoot. Uh, you get instant equity. It's non-leveraged. Investment replacement program. Multi-industry diversification. So I kind of I want one of these uh, water bottles. They diversified because there's 300 people that they scammed from. So it's not just one person. That's you it. see how that works? That's how they diversify. Um, so lots, lots of office furniture, desks, copy machines, um, some, some sweet office chairs um but there is oh so see now there is some pinball stuff too here so if you look there's like raza Playfields and white woods of different games artwork just parts piled up the the thing about this is it, it just it gives you a look into like what a mess this place was <laughs> it's like just who could have this... seen this coming kevin though yeah, who could have possibly seen this coming <laughs> possibly seen this coming just like so many different white woods in various stages of development um, you know, here's some play fields in the back to who, who the heck knows what, um, there's, uh, there's some food truck, you know, we had talked about the food truck, uh, game. There's some white woods of food truck in here. Uh, here's a incomplete pinball machine. Here's one of the, the Razas with the, uh, the funky head on it. There's the pin bar. You all could... incomplete technically. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's got the pin bar. You could own your, this is the pin bar that'll uh, destroy your hands. So if you want the one that gives you the stigmata in your palms, this is the one you to to bid on. Well, we put that right next to the Jesus painting that you bought. Exactly, you get it all going together. Okay, here's some more. So this is um, you get there's the innovative uh, flip up uh, glass holder. Look at how high that goes. Oh what God. kind of like I have low ceilings, but like who has a ceiling for that? That's the dumbest thing. He's I, I, dude, I love Robert solving problems that aren't really problems. Look at this one in the back. There's like a giant hole in the side of a cabinet. What's going on there? And they, it, it's like a, a Raza backlash, and I think a, a food truck side art on it. It's just such a mess, dude. <laughs> I think the theme is called Dumpster Fire. I'm <laughs> exactly. reading it correctly. Dumpster Fire, the pinball machine. Let's see if we got any other good images in here. Oh, yeah, here you go. You get some close-up shots of, of what's going on here. There it is with the, the glass strapped up there. Oh, the the, the uh, display works on that, unless that's a might just be like a placeholder image kind of thing. Look, this is like stuff dumped onto this play field. Yeah, that's food truck. There you go, food truck. God, if only they got as far as food truck, it would have really turned that company around. I know. What's sad is like that's like Barry Ausler's last design. <laughs> it's food truck. Oh, Jesus, what a sad fate. So this one here on the right is you know remember when they were talking about making a game out of. Uh, that the old windows pinball remember that one uh um, oh, yeah that's this that's this play field right here it's got like the three pop bumpers on the little raised 
part over here. Um, Space Cadet, that's the one. And yep. they've, they've got their quote-unquote uh, rotisserie assembly carts over here. What a mess. What a mess. They were working on it. They had all these designs in process and not a single game brought to production. You know, all those employees. Uh, it's a monumental waste of time of uh, manpower, right? Oh, like, yeah. just a monumental waste of time of re- of resources, human resources. Yep. Here, here's a here's the revised Raza with the... I, I assume this is the more complete one because it's got the... Uh, the pin bar that won't, won't kill your hands. Uh, Just you make see. them very uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, that's the improvement. <laughs> um, uh, you can get some of the 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 Raza, the uh, the deep root uh, theater where they they presented the to the uh, the quote unquote pinball media. You can own some of the theater seats from there. So if you want to build yourself a home theater, look Just at all this. Again, again <laughs> revisiting this, they built a fucking theater for their bullshit pinball company, but they didn't even release a pinball machine. A theater like. No, it's like somehow Stern's been able to exist all these years and they don't have a pinball theater at their factory. And so is Jersey Jack. So, so how crazy. could they have done it? It's how weird. Did, how do you have a pinball company without a theater? And, I know. All, and all this workout equipment. How many, how many workout machines do you need in a Dude, uh, pinball production facility? I've seen pinball people. They don't work out. <laughs> Martha, I think, is the only one. Pretty much. Oh, uh, yep. man. Look at all this. So so many treadmills. You get yourself a, a America's Most Haunted or a, a Black Hole. They got those there. So, so um, they do have some working pinball machines there. Get yourself some safety safety stuff for all the stuff they weren't. Oh, here's a deep root toaster and a Keurig machine. Oh, you can get um, elementary school kitchen uh, uh, lunchroom tables. Man, they've got it all. The, the fridge. Um, a touch screen. Look at you know this was in Robert's office. It's a big like TV stand. What the hell do you need that for? Oh my you god! You know I can't only imagine how much that costs. Again, like I told you, he he spent way overspent on office furniture because why not? It's not you his know, money. You need a wheelbarrow. He's having an accountant. No, <laughs> no one's telling him no. No one's like, are you fucking kidding me? Get yourself a wheelbarrow, a forklift, sweets. Uh, you can see all a bunch of never used uh manufacturing equipment. Uh, for all your octo assembly needs. Oh, here's another here's another one with uh, pinball playfields in it. Look at this. Like, <laughs> what a trash pile. To quote Risu, look at this pile of shit. You know, when we looked at the uh, <laughs> the Star Wars topper. Look at it. Look at this. Oh, my God. There's so much crap <laughs> that you could own. Who? My question is, who's going to buy uh, Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland and try to finish it for a third time? You know somebody's some dummy, do some it. dummy will. Somebody's gonna promise do you it. that much. Yeah, yeah, somebody will. Yeah, parts bins. All right, so that, that's shopping with Deeper. You got the idea. Here, here's like a, a drum sanding machine. Looks you know new in box. Uh, never been, never been touched. <laughs> Look at all this crap. Just keep, keep just keep an eye on that Jesus painting. And if and if anybody wants to donate that to Buffalo Pinball, um, but I won't say no. There you go. I like it. All right, so there there you go. Shopping with shopping with Deeper. That that was fun. Um, so the bidding begins in one day, 20 hours. So just about two days from uh, the recording of this podcast, you can get yourself some some deep root memorabilia. All right, not to be not to be uh, outdone, our friends at Ballarama. We haven't checked in with them in a while, so let's check in with with uh, Ian and crew. So uh, these were my two favorite, their most recent two most recent um, Instagram posts. So here here's the Ballarama. There's their upcoming feature list. We are moving along. Our development process might seem slow, but good things take time. 
in an effort to bring you all something new, innovative, exciting, and challenging, we are taking time to make sure everything plays well. An interesting, exciting, and flowing play field that lets anyone have fun scoring, but also has many challenges for the expert to discover and conquer. Very soon, we'll be publishing a feature list to give a peek at our game's content. Over time, we'll be showing snippets of the playfield. Check out our webpage and join our waitlist to reserve your game order spot. On the webpage, you can select a time to chat by Zoom or simply send an email with questions or comments. For a more casual chat, but one others can share, join in our Facebook group. <laughs> this is the best line. It's been there a while, but to be honest, not a single question is on it yet. <laughs> share some love. So somehow, somehow Ballarama has like 6,000 people on their Facebook page. But they have this uh, Ballarama Pinball Enthusiast group, but not a single one of those 6,000 people thought to ask a question. Over the it's got a real head-scratcher right there. It's well, weird. listen, there's been, a, there's been a lot of questions asked about Ballarama. It's just not happening there. It's happening on Pinside in this podcast, so plenty of questions. <laughs> they, 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 they were answering questions on Pinside until they didn't like the questions they were getting, and then they disappeared. It's really, really weird. It's a smart move, though. I yeah. mean, like other people, like like HomePim had a, had a meltdown on Pinside, which is like... I, I feel like Ian's smart enough to walk away from that pin side thread. So that's, that's, you know, one point for, for Ian, one, I guess. One point for Ian, I suppose. Uh, all right. So let's look, let's look at the, the slides here. So ball around with people. Sorry if it seemed things seem, things seem to be taking so long. Oh, do they? This is another one. This is not the same thing. We this just is looked the same at? thing. I'm just like scrolling through the oh. images in this post. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but please stay tuned. Very soon. We'll be publishing a game feature list. All right. Very excited for the game feature list. How about you, Nick? Pumped. Yeah. Pumped so the is, next post, is... you figure, here comes the feature list. All right, here it comes. Oh wait, it's coming. Here. Oh shit. Feature list. A small delay, but hang tight. We'll be back with the real stuff. You soon. motherfuckers. <laughs> Their splash screen says upcoming feature list, and you're yeah. like, here we go. Here we go. And I'm, then they're like, no. Nope. I'm guessing after the list. What is I'm wrong with them? <laughs> Sorry, well, my mic is probably clipping because I, yeah. I, I, I remember I can't yell. I can't yell. I can't yell. The uh, Nick's getting fired up. You can't blame him. Uh, well, they lost their marketing person. Natalie's not there anymore. So, um, obviously they need a, need a top tier marketer like Natalie. So, um, we're here, we're still here to follow our page or join our group. Okay. Whatever that means. Um, I'm guessing after the list comes out, there'll be lots of questions and discussion. Come be a part of it. (laughs) Like Joe, (laughs) I can't wait to, you, you were trolling him on Facebook too, saying you can't wait to see what's next. I love it. It's true though. I'm not lying. Um, so let's see. Oh, here you get more in the in the post. Hi, sorry for not launching the feature list as quickly as we have liked. Before I let out what we're up to, I've been got to make sure we've got all the patents for new innovations are covered off. I haven't had a delay writing them, but the patent office has changed the format they they require them in, and now the info I used to, a year ago has to be updated. Oh, it's the patents office fault. Here comes the excuses on yeah. the, uh, the uh, uh, manufacturer failure bingo card, right? And now this is the patent office. Yeah, this is like this deeper is with the uh, the UL certification all over again. Remember that? Uh, I, uh, here, call me Nostradamus because next is going to be supply chain issues. So yep. here we go. So you should have heard me when I found out. The good side is I looked early to make sure and I didn't miss anything. And lucky I did. Anyways... Stick with us. We'll be presenting soon. Soon. Thumbs up. Ballarama. <laughs> we love you, Ballarama. Never, never, never stop being you. You know what I mean? I have to reinforce. We did a legit podcast last month um, with a good discussion because we were shitting on. You know, this has turned into a comedy hour with with these 
uh, manufacturers, but can you blame us? This is just, it's too much. People look forward to much. It, it's too it, much. Again, it's like, you know, we, we've had this discussion, I feel like, a million times, but don't give your money to these companies. Give your money to companies. This is plenty of companies actually making pinball machines. Give your money to them. If these guys end up making a machine and you like it, then buy it. <laughs> but everything we're seeing here does not give me a lot of confidence that this, this company is going to come out with a, with a pinball machine. All right? That's all I'm saying. Speaking of uh, companies that give me no confidence, it's Pinball Best Adventures. Segue. Put a segue. Love it. Pinball Adventures. Uh, so this is what used to be That's Whack is now Volts Electric. Volts Electrical Company, one of the greatest pinball machines ever made. It says so right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you can't make this up. It doesn't even exist, first of all. Right. That's the best part. It's one of the greatest machines ever made, but it doesn't exist. This guy's fucking trolling us, Kevin. This might be like uh, Andy Kaufman-esque trolling. It this might is, be. This is amazing. Uh, but if you're looking for uh, bad impersonations of celebrities, you got you got a page full of them here. I don't know I don't know if Nick you're gonna be able to hear these if I play them, but um, it's not it's not gonna stutter and, cra- and crap out, right? It's good. Not I probably want people no. here, but I've got that. I've got I've got the the, the stuttering. I'll just I'll play you a little bit. So here's wait, a, here's, you, yeah. Hold on, I can I can uh um, you can play I can, I'll, I'll here. Yeah. Okay. Here I'll uh I'll send you the link. Because Nick, Nick's really got to appreciate this too. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna play Captain Kirk first. So you guys you guys at home get to hear it and Nick, Nick will play it here too. Love sometimes expresses itself in sacrifice. It might look more like a spaceship than a residence, but the Volts Electric Company modern houses are the future of tomorrow. We all know they are boldly going where no man has gone before. I think this guy just likes to do impressions. You know, <laughs> I don't know I don't know what his what his deal is. Uh, here's a, um, let's do the, uh, this one, Doc Brown. Great Scott. Uh, the way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, uh, why not do it with some style? And, and when you know breakfast is the most important meal of the day, power your fridge and other appliances with the power of the Volts Electric Company. So you know you can you can visit the pinball adventure site and and listen to even more of those on your own. Can you do the one the Big Lebowski one? Okay, the, yeah, the dude. It. Okay, uh, and I'm and I'm sorry for asking this, um, <laughs> our, our listeners. Like, and I'm gonna regret this, but I can't help myself. Yeah, fair. All right, here you go. I can't be worrying about that shit. Life goes on, oh, man. Uh, the Volts Electric Company will take you where you want to be and back again, man. Uh, their latest models bring you a slick new design and um, uh, uh, an abundance of, 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 of trailblazing features that harness the latest uh, technological breakthroughs uh, to, to deliver you from point A to B in turbo speed uh, smooth, uh, man. That's absolutely, that is an absolutely terrible fucking impression of the dude from Big Lebowski. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. Like, they're all bad, right? But, like, that one has a special place in hell. <laughs> I mean, 
so like on uh, on Punny Factory, they had the their terrible Don Knotts impression. And now they're they're like the kids love Don Knotts though. I mean, I get they're trying to they're trying to get the kids into pinball. So who who better than Don Knotts? <laughs> like, can you can you just do that? Can you just be like, I'm gonna do an impression of Don Knotts and put it in this pinball machine, and it's fine. Is it considered parody? And that's that's fine. Like, I don't understand how that works. There's like all these celebrities. It's like implied celebrity endorsement of of these pinball machines. That don't exist. Right, well, wait. I'm sorry. It's the it's the greatest one ever made. So, obviously, it's the best one. All right. So, after all that, if you're like, man, I really, you know, these startup pinball companies, Nick and Kevin have really convinced me that I I need I need to get get in on the ground floor of a, a pinball company. We've got a brand new one for you here. You can invest in the next pinball manufacturing company. Everybody, okay? Um, this is um. Uh, this is a, Al Freud is, is organizing this fundraiser. Uh, he's been sitting on this idea for over 20 years. I was too busy working for somebody else as an electric, electric sign fabricator. It didn't pay well, and I could not save money. But along with my hobby, collecting and repairing antique pinball machines, I acquired the knowledge and skills to bring this plan to fruition. Pinball is a hot item right now, and I believe my timing is perfect. My idea is a simple pinball machine, much less complicated than the conventional games. Very easy to manufacture, but no less fun to play. I've built a prototype, and now I need to develop better-looking examples. Five or six different cabinet styles vary in price depending on how much money the buyers want to spend, making it affordable to everyone. There you go. He's got a $30,000 goal on GoFundMe. He's raised $100. Um, there you go. Uh, John says, good luck, brother. All the best with your dreams and hope that hopes and goals and hope this helps so there you go um oof you know this know guy's been thinking about this for 20 years and he's concluded that pinball's uh very easy to manufacture it's very easy easy <laughs> there's one thing we know about pinballs it's easy that's one thing we've learned over super and over. easy to manufacture games so so simple so simple and go so that, oh that's my your god not, that, that, that's, that's your your current outlook on the scene of people not actually producing pinball machines but talking about it who who's this guy's in canada who out who what viewers are in canada right now what kind of fucking drugs are legal up there these days because i want to know what's going on between that and uh punny factory and that bullshit you guys got <laughs> some good shit up there don't you <laughs> they sure do they sure do all right there you go that was good that felt good all right let's get into uh some of the games we played so we played rush why don't you give your impressions of rush i know you're, you're in love with the rush. You're buying a rush. Uh, what, what are your first thoughts on, on after playing the game? Yeah, well, I, I should say, so I'm, I'm out of Cactus Canyon. Um, I was going to get that. I don't think I announced that I'm out of it. But, uh, you know, with Lyman's passing, it was kind of like, okay, that's... I was kind of clinging to the idea of this, you know, the, the, the theme of Cactus Canyon and Lyman doing his magic. I'm just like, eh, no thank you. And, um, yeah, I think I talked about this before. I mean... The, X-Men is one of my favorite like pinball layouts and I would I always said like look if they do this layout again I'm gonna be very interested in whatever game it is um you know so Rush comes along and it's even to me it's this layout's even more improved upon right I mean Borg's had pretty much 10 years since X-Men came out to even make that make that layout even better so I got to play it I played the LE we're going to go and play a premium today. Not that there's any difference, you know, gameplay wise. But uh, as soon as I stepped up to it, it was just like, you know, I kind of, I kind of knew I was going to like it. 
because I knew how it would shoot. The shots felt very familiar to me. They felt really good. It's a, like, you know, for a Borg game, Borg games usually have, like, a lot of shots that are coming back at you. Um, you really got to be on the, the ball. You've got to be really good at nudging. This is, like, the, the flowiest game that he has. And it felt great. Like, it was really fun to shoot. It looked really good. The um, presentation of the game was really good. Um, the play field was kind of like just loaded with stuff. It was, it had a good, for a Stern game, it had a good like rolled under glass vibe to it. I don't know. I just, I, I had a great time with it. I didn't totally understand all the rules at the time, but I you have a lot of confidence, confidence in Raymond Davidson and Tim Sexton working as a team to uh, do the rules for the games, especially after what they did for Zeppelin. And I actually just watched Ray Day's tutorial that he put out a day or two ago. Go to uh, Ray Day Pinball on, on YouTube. He put out like a, it's like a 36-minute tutorial on, on Rush. So I have a better understanding of what's going on. Um, but yeah, it, it just looks like a... It's like love at first sight, love at first play. It's a lot of fun. You know, how does this game hold up in the long run? You know, the long run to me, I'm still, I'm still loving and playing Zep on a regular basis. Like, that's Zep is like maybe my favorite game right now. Um, I does just rush to the same thing. And, and there's some similarities between rush and zap in that they're both long playing games and they both hand out a lot of extra ball. So that's not necessarily a, a good or bad thing, right? It's just, it is what it is. And I think that there's a lot of content in rush to get through and play through. So you're going to need those extra balls. The one interesting thing that, you know, Kevin and I have been talking about, and, and I've talked to James about this is that, when James got his game, um, the outlaying posts were on the easiest setting possible. And he was just like, dude, he couldn't like lose a ball to save his life, right? And it, it's funny because we're seeing all these posts of people blowing up their LEs and bragging about their scores. It's like, dude, you got a fucking baby game. <laughs> like, like, I looked at those posts <laughs> and I'm like, can a fucking pinball even fit through them? Like, it is, it's so interesting and weird because the, um, the when the pro shipped, they were like in the middle position, which is 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 standard for most games, right? That's how it comes, and that's how you play it. And and it's interesting for a Borg game because John Borg games like the slingshots that will kill you because they'll just go in the outlanes left and right, and there's usually a, a decent size outlane gap. This one is just like super baby mode. I'm not sure why they changed it on the LE and they're shipping like that. And then um. I was talking to Patrick, and I heard other people say this, like, it's a pain in the ass to to swap those posts and make it kind of to the middle setting. But, um, you know, I, I reached out to Raymond Davidson, and he's kind of like, yeah, I guess John Borg, for whatever reason, decided to change that. And uh, he's like, yeah, if you're, you know, a good player, you're going to want to put that game back to, like, the middle post for sure. Like, so... For everybody who's blown their game up, listen, you play your game how you want, but I'm going to look at that and just be like, you're playing a baby game. Like, it's just, it's way too easy. <laughs> baby game. Well, you know, we played on James's after he moved the post and it was still pretty friendly. Like, we had pretty long games and I didn't feel like it was super mean. Like, some, some board, board games can be really mean, like Walking Dead and things like that. But, you know, even on the middle post, I felt like it was totally fair. And their shots are, you know, like you said, it's a lot of flow. So it's a lot of, return to flipper kind of play uh it's got the the time machine shot but on the le that's even less dangerous because the ramp moves up to like so some of the times you're not even like getting it right back to you it's sending it back to to come back so i don't know 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I um, I don't know, Kev. I don't because you like you said like when I when I was playing James who had edited his game like yeah we were having long games in like the you know middle post setting right they they were they were they were pretty long at times the game felt fair so I have no idea why they would make it that easy it's really it's really weird. You gotta really make the, the people dropping fifteen grand on a pinball machine feel good, I guess, right? Yeah. And like, oh, oh, look how great I am at pinball. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's show this off. So I showed this to you yesterday. Um, <laughs> the 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 thing with Rush is the scoop. Everybody's like, oh my god, the scoop protectors are having problems, and Stern's been putting out fixes. And this came up on Pinside yesterday. I'm like, what the hell is this? I thought it was um, actually uh, Gamago posted it in the Buffalo Discord. And I thought it was, I thought somebody had just done this to their machine, but apparently new machines are shipping like this on the scoop. No, yeah, no, Kevin, yeah. don't tell me that. So, what are your thoughts on this? Don't, no, tell me that's not what Stern's doing. That is a. Uh... What the fuck, dude? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a scoop protector. We can fix. We can, we can do this. This is not the answer. All people want it's, is a good Cliffy. Make a good Cliffy. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, make no. It. Tell me you're wrong. Nope. Tell me that's not what Stern's really doing. Nope. There, these are new machines that uh, people were posting about yesterday uh, that they were unboxing. That is uh, a fucking monstrosity yeah, of it, a solution. Here, I can. I'll just go into the, into the images in the thread so this is what they were doing they were putting these forks over the scoop protector to hold them in and this is what james's le had on it. and i felt like that was a a fine solution it it helped it didn't fix the problem of the protector but it made that protector uh more effective i guess right like so it holds it down it prevents it from coming up and uh because what would happen is the balls would go in there and after a, a couple dozen plays it would start to bend and then the balls, balls wouldn't shoot out or they'd shoot straight down the middle and then people were taking their posts off and that was resulting in play field damage because the that scoop is super close to the flippers and uh i'm trying to find a shot here uh it was just getting see here's here's more pictures of the no fucking the way solution yeah dude you know one thing i liked about that scoop now i'm not talking about the protector but the scoop itself is that it felt really good to hit like it just i was hitting it with a regular consistency from when it, you know would come off the ramp from the right flipper it felt like a good shot and you know that scoop is similar to like kiss but it must be angled a little bit differently it just is it's just way better and more satisfying than it hit like any other scoop in that position so like the nubs man the nubs must fucking ruin it like really yeah. like there i don't I really don't understand why they're struggling on something as basic as a scoop, and like they came up with the the, the nubs. I I am like between that and moving the posts, like it's like they're flailing right now. Yeah, it's it's weird because it, it it felt like they had that solution with the little forks uh, that that people liked, and it, it seemed people, to be people a, are saying the forks are it's still coming up a little bit. Oh but, really? Okay. But it how. I thought the I thought the problem with the scoop was they just got like a bad batch or something from the initial runs, but I I don't know, man. I'm glad know. I'm not getting mine for a while. So hopefully they figure this shit out. I want the nubs off and Cliffy comes out with something good and it's battle tested, but Jesus, nothing like buying a pinball machine and having to just to do like so much work on it just to to play it correctly. Yeah, and uh you know, folks are just like either not playing their machine until a fix is out there so how terrible is that to buy a machine and then just have it sit there and 
Like I'm waiting for a, a solution for the scoop protector because the <laughs> scoop's just getting destroyed. Here's the PSA, man. You know, you don't want to be somebody in the first batch of machines. There's always issues. There's always problems. And like, anyways, the, the code's not even going to be what it, the game really is at that point in time. I get LEs. I get having to buy it. Oh, you don't get it. But anything else, wait a while if you can. Like, I, I'm excited to get a game that's, you know, after it's been out for six months and a lot of the problems have been solved and I can go to forums and see what tweaks need to be done. It's great. Like it's it, and there's still sometimes things that you got to work on, but it's just uh, as an owner, after spending that much money, you have a, a, just a better experience in general. Yeah, it, it's we used to always say, wait, uh, you know, play the game, see if you like it, then buy it. But the way the market is right now, like people are just buying these machines up because you either buy it now and hope you like it, and then if you don't like it, you can turn a profit on it when you sell it, or you wait two or three years. And then maybe after after you after you have a chance to play the game, you're gonna have to wait a couple of years to actually get your machine. So uh, it's kind of the the current market has turned the whole the whole pinball buying uh, process on its head. I think right. It's it's not what it used to be. That's for sure. Um, there you go. So that's Rush. Uh, so my impression, I really liked Rush. Uh, Nick, you had asked me. Um, at the end of the stream, what I thought of it, or if I had any, you know, expectations going into it, and I, I really didn't. Like I knew I liked X Men, and I like board games. Like I said, Walking Dead's one of my favorite games of all time. Tron too. Um, I really like X Men. I had a blast playing Rush. It was a super fun. Um, I'm not the biggest Rush fan. I don't. I think you're you're not a, like a, a huge fan of the music either, right? Well, I mean, I've I've never I didn't grow up listening to Rush. I never put a Rush album on or really spent much time. I wasn't friends with anybody listening to Rush. So like, I'm coming at it like really cold. And when I, you know, heard that they came out with a machine, I started listening to the music, and I was just like, oh, I I had a really tough time. I've watched like the documentary now. I've been listening to their albums, and like I've I've been like actively trying to like Rush. I sort of like in my in my Rush journey, I'm like I'm like when they get to the '80s and Getty Lee's voice is like kind of more under under wraps and stuff and with the eighties kind of vibe to it. I'm, I'm digging that and you know, maybe past that, but I'm, I'm getting there, Kevin. And right. I've had rush music stuck in my head after playing the game. So I did too. For better uh, or for worse. I definitely went home singing rush in my head. So it, it sticks with you. I, um, uh, we would always, um, hear it on the radio. So like I, I knew the radio hits being close to Canada, probably Buffalo, New York. I, I assume we got more rush than other parts of, uh, the United States maybe, but, we, uh, you know, Tom Sawyer, Spirit of Radio, Limelight, all those songs. So, like, I, I know their music. I think I had the Roll the Bones album that came out in, like, early 90s. So, it was, like, that was the era where I was, you know, experimenting with music, trying new stuff. and you know, You're trying to find music. yourself. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> until I finally, I was, like, oh, I'm, I'm punk. That's that's where I'm going to end up. But uh, Roll the Bones is all right. So, I was kind of bummed that that song's not on there. Um, but there's refer- there are references to it on the game, at least. But, you know, that's the thing with music pins. You're never going to pick all the music that everybody wants. But I think they did a pretty good pretty good job. How many songs are in that one? Like 16, I 16. believe. Yeah. So, and Rush songs are long. So, you get, you get plenty of music. Yeah. Um, The call-outs were, you know, they were like band call-outs. So, I feel like band members generally are not the, the best uh, at doing, like, as a fan of the band, you want the band in it but they don't always do the best call outs. 
So I, I like that they got a lot of integration from the band. It reminds me of GNR in that way uh, that, you know, they work very closely with the band. They got the call outs, lots of assets, um, really true to true to the band. So um, that's good to see. But the call outs are some made me laugh. Some were cheesy, you know, so it was a mix. Kind of like Metallica, too. And GNR, too. Like the call outs are not great on GNR. But Melissa does the best ones out of all of them. And she's she's barely a member of the band. Right. She's she's pretty recent. And she's done like voiceover work for video games and stuff like that. So she's kind of a pro. So she's a little out of the, the usual of, of most band members. Yeah. Like I, my understanding is that there's a lot of call outs that were recorded for the game, but you know, the code that you and I played and it's still early code. A lot of that is missing. and hasn't been put in there yet. So on some of the modes we kept on hearing like kind of the like same call outs and you know, they're not, I, maybe like Rush fans or certain fans will find them super hilarious and, and they're fine. But when you hear them like repeated, they kind of get annoying. Like so there's like some call about, oh, some Monopoly money or something like that. And it kept on coming up. I'm like, all right, Jesus, you know, I'm starting to roll my eyes. So that's the thing of like a joke, right? Like you, you if you hear it once in a long while, it's it's fine if you hear it over and over again. But uh, I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, it, it just will get better with code. And the other thing is that I think there's like some sound balancing issues in that, you know, some songs are louder than other ones. And I, and I understand like the loudness factor in music. And when you're playing a song that was recorded in the seventies might be different than one that was recorded in the nineties or two thousands. But um, people are like going into their machine and try to playing with the EQ to get it to sound right and the balance. And I kind of roll my eyes at that. It's like, you shouldn't, this is why you have an audio engineer at Stern. Like what the fuck? Why are, why are, why does the consumer have to have to do that on a stock game? Yeah, so uh, you know, that's all stuff that I'm sure we'll get we'll get polished up when f- future code updates and you know, like you said, adding in more callouts will make hopefully make the jokes less cringy and more funny when you hear them. You know, the the fewer times that uh, that they come up, the better. Um, yeah. So uh, in chat, Donkey Clunk says and makes a good point that Rush has a dedicated setting for how often joke callouts are played. So there you go. That's smart. You can control it. Dial it up to however much you want. Uh, what did you think of the art looking at it uh, in person? What's that, Kev? What, what did you think of the, looking at the art in person? What did you think of it? I thought it looked fantastic. You know, like I, I, I'm looking at the game as like a whole, and this is like the LA of we'll see the premium today. But I thought it looked really good. Um, I actually like that the lockdown was, was kind of a matte finish because I, I think I'm team matte finish on um on powder coating you know that's what i did on my game and uh i think uh i'm you know i'm getting the rush premium and i might go with like some white powder coating on it that's that's matt so i'm debating that uh but yeah i think the game just i think the game's beautiful it looks great the uh, expression lining really adds to it in my opinion it's it's something that i'm it sucks that i gotta buy it for the the premium it really does be, not not just the cost but also just now I've got to just do more work on the pinball machine. I just want to play it at some point, right? Like I am like, when I think of pinball, it's not doing work on it. It's like, it's a way for me to play and get away from, get away from work, right? Not do more work. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to buy the expression lighting. Um, thought, thought it looked great. I thought the LED looked awesome. I think they, again, I think they knocked out of the park with this game. We'll, yeah. we'll do a real review at some point, maybe when the code is more fleshed out and we, we spend more time with it. But uh, I think, you know, generally speaking, you and I are very positive. I mean, I'm getting the game, so that tells you a lot. Yeah. Like, I like the, uh, the overall look of the game is cool. It's got like that, uh, I would say like a steampunk kind of vibe to it. Um, the color color palette is neat. It's like purple and gold-ish is what I think of when I think of the color palette. Um, 
the the band members in the center of the play field. That's the one thing that kind of stands out to a lot of folks that they don't like. It's in person. It didn't really bother me. It was if you know, there's so much going on in that game that um, it's one of those games like uh, Avengers where there's just tons of wire forms over the top of it. So it just look looks super packed, especially the LE uh, when it's got that extra wire form returning to to the right uh, right in lane. So I think as as a whole package, it works, and I, I like how it works. Yeah, so um, I like the raising and lowering um, time machine thing. I like how you've got the classic when it's low, just comes right back at you, and then when it's up, it flows. Like I, again, I always like when the geometry of a pinball machine can change a little bit, and it does that. I like the return. I mean, I'm I'm premium all the way on this game, right? Or or Ellie, if you if you can get your hands on one. I think the pro is fine. I haven't played it yet, but like I, I do like the additions on there. There were a couple of questions in chat that I'll address. So Chris of Printer says, has has turn fixed chipping and pooling enough to justify a new inbox given these scoop issues or is the crusade back on? Well, I um I think as far as I know, I've not heard any reports on chipping and pooling in Rush or um any of their other recent games. I mean I've my my uh Led Zeppelin's been fine, I think and we've talked about this. I think they've solved the issue by where like posts are in the game or you know if you get a, a rail guide like the the solution for them is not printing artwork on those areas so like you know they'll take the artwork away and it's just the wood and some clear and that seems to have solved the issue so it was like the artwork peeling um peeling off the game and pulling up so yeah i think it's fine i mean obviously i, I i'll be watching that <clears throat> before i buy the game but i've not heard any reports on that um Nuovat says stainless steel or matte just seems to attract fingerprints. I hate our fridge. I think it's, I'm not talking about stainless steel, but on matte finish, that's quite the opposite. Like, they're, good luck trying to put um, fingerprints on my um, matte finish on my Led Zeppelin versus on my dialed in, which is gloss. Like, everybody does kind of like the, the glossy um, powder coating. It's fingerprint city, and you can see scratches on it easier. So I, I think Matt on a pinball machine makes a lot of sense just from like a usability standpoint. Anyways, go ahead, Kev. Yeah, I'm just looking for uh for a photo here. Um anything else on Rush, uh first impressions wise. Uh what are your thoughts on the like the overall rule set? Is it would you say it's it seemed a little more mode based than uh than um Zeppelin to me. Maybe that's why I like it a little bit more um what are your thoughts on the overall uh look and feel of the of the rules yeah i mean zeppelin is a unique game um in that it doesn't really have i mean you could argue that the songs are modes but it's not really like and it's also not like uh metallica where metallica kind of is not like a quote-unquote mode based game but that's that that stand that's different like so i think what i like about zepp is it's really refreshing and people love when i talk about zeppelin but um yeah i mean this is more of a traditional mode based game for sure there are modes in the game you start the mo you hit qualifying shots and you start a mode and you're in a mode and you bring a multi-ball in a mode so this is this is bread and butter pinball right here and and you know ultimately ask me uh if i get the game like in, in june or something ask me um you know in six months if i'm still playing and how i feel about it right like we'll see if that that, if that stands the test of time so I think what uh, Chris was getting at was stuff like this, where the, you know you're getting this nasty wear by the scoops uh, on Rush. So there, there's still you still get playfield wear on on a Stern, but hopefully they're they're putting the the washers and stuff in the right places. So yeah, uh, scoop wear. I, I, I would distinguish scoop wear from chipping and pooling issues, right? That's not pooling. That's scoop wear. I mean, like 
any game you're going to need to put uh, a metal protector on to have protect against scoopware. Yeah. For sure. I mean, this is this is definitely like really bad accelerated scoopware. You know, like yeah, it I, seems I like know it's that really fast. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, like Williams back in the day didn't have scoop protectors on there, and their scoops have like you know many games are still held up. But you know, had that game has a good protector on it, um, you know, I think Stern has figured out the solution to their chipping and pooling issue. Yeah, the the pulling the art away definitely uh, seems to have helped with stuff stuff like that. Um, all right. So that was, I also, I played hot wheels. That was another game that I hadn't played came out right after that pandemic hit and I hadn't had a chance to play it. And then, um, Steve Bowden came, came on the Buffalo pinball stream, uh, live from the, the turbo graphics, uh, stream on Friday nights here. Um, he blew the game up and inspired me to go out and play it. So I went out, there's a arcade in Lockport, New York, uh, Lowe's arcade mania. You can check it out. If you want to play some Hot Wheels, he's got a couple other games there too. He's got uh, um, Jurassic Park. The flippers were kind of weak on that though, and uh, Ghostbusters were the other ones. But I, I mainly played uh, Hot Wheels, and it it's fine. It's 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 a pinball machine. That fall, it falls in the it's a pinball machine category. It's definitely my favorite American pinball game yet. Um, not one I would own, but I'm happy to to throw some bucks in it on location. Um, I got to the red line mania on it. I played for about two hours, all said and done. Um, red line mania. I did the thing where you, you race from you know, the 12th spot up to first place. I did that, uh, played a bunch of the modes. I, one thing I really like was that the shaker integration is really cool on it. So, um, if I'm sure you've seen it by now, but it's got the, uh, stop motion animation in the back glass and you, uh, stomp, uh, the, when that, when the T-Rex comes stomping out and the machine shakes, it's, it, it feels really good. I was not expecting that. So that was cool. Um, the flippers got kind of weak as I was playing it. And I was talking about it on my stream and that somebody confirmed in chat that it does have, uh, some flipper fade action going on it. So if I, if I were to own one, I would, I would get like flipper fans or something on it to keep those, those flippers strong, but overall impressions, fun game, not one I would buy. Um, the, oh yeah. The, the scoring, if you want if you want to get the scoring going on, it just smash into the RPM targets get your playfield multipliers up. It kind of reminded me of uh, Star Wars uh, from Stern in that way from a rules perspective. Uh, but it seemed like a, there was a, a lot of different ways you could approach the game, which, which I appreciate. Um, you don't want to be locked into playing one game the same way every time. At least I don't. So uh, I like that from a rules perspective for Hot Wheels. So uh, there you go. There's finally got a chance to get out and play that one. Um, uh, game room updates. Nick, why don't you, you? What do you got going on in your game room? What do I got going on in my game room? Well, you're buying uh, two new machines. Where the hell are you gonna put them? I know. Oh <laughs> uh, well. All right. So one update is I had my pirates, JGP Pirates of the Caribbean, up for sale for about three days, and then I pulled it. Oh yeah. What happened? Um. Well, see, I. It's like you know when you get yourself psyched up, like my rational mind was driving the ship for a, a good hot minute and i was looking at the pricing and i was like i don't play this game like i never play this game i, I use it has been like my favorite game it's an incredibly impressive game but i don't play it so i'm like i've got a game that's like a twenty thousand dollar plus game that i'm not getting any value out of it other than being sort of like a flex and like i've got a really cool game and i know i like it enough um so i was like I should sell it. Like it's just going for a ridiculous price. And 
look, if that game was like a $10,000 game, I wouldn't, I would never consider selling it, but you know, everybody has their price. And I was like, rationally, it makes sense to, to get rid of this if I'm not getting value out of it. So, you know, I, I, I put up for sale. I actually had somebody local who was looking for one for a while and I was talking to him and it looked like he was going to buy it. And honestly, Kev, I mean, if, if, um, it's Adam, by the way, but I mean, obviously if like, if he said he was going to take it, I would have sold it to him. I wouldn't have backed out of the deal. Um, so it was almost gone. And then I made the mistake of playing it last weekend and I'm like, God fucking damn it. God fuck. And then, then like emotion crept in. Right. And like above all else in that game, the presentation is just unbelievable. You know, it's got a lot of rules, so I'm keeping it, but it's like, I'm in such an uncomfortable position with that game. And I've talked about it before, like, I, I don't like that the price is rising. And I said this like two years ago, I don't like that it's going up. I don't like that there's people who want this game and they've got a, you know, it's out of the price point for a lot of people. I think it's terrible. Like I, 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 I don't love that. I'm also really upset at this point that we're almost, I've almost had the game for four years. I've had it for three and a half years and still doesn't have a wizard mode. Like that fucking pisses me off. Like that is inexcusable. I'm sorry. I don't like, how does that game not have a wizard mode at this point? So it better be coming soon and we're not getting any clarification on it. So pirates still one of my favorite games. You know, my favorite game right now is Zeppelin, but Pirates is still so up there. Every time I play, I'm like, yeah, this game is fucking unbelievable in presentation and and everything. So it remains, Kev. I mean, you know, at this rate with everything going up, it's going to be like 30K by, by Christmas and maybe it goes on the for sale block again. But and it, it's tough. It's it's a it's a tough place to be in with um with pinball prices. Yeah, I, you know, I, I would never pay twenty thousand dollars for a pirates but i'm happy to have it in my collection i love the game uh that's you know when i when i look at my collection and i think about you know how much money is in it or whatever you know i didn't pay that much for it so i get the benefit of having this amazing game that uh i got it at a good price and you know it sucks that other people can't play it but i'm gonna keep it um you know if it came down to it and there was some amazing new game that i really wanted and I would sell it or trade it to get to get something else, but other games are going to be on the chopping block before that. Because um, honestly, there's nothing price wise in that league right now. You were going to do a two for one, which is pretty cool that you could get two new machines by selling one, which is pretty pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, I can still afford and get those machines, so it's like I'll just keep it. But I don't know, man. <laughs> so uh, to share with the audience what what your basement's full what's going on where where are the other games going how are you making room for two more uh, games so matt taylor is gonna um probably borrow you know a couple games right like um so probably fireball 2 and and jungle lord will move out like basically the classic games are gonna move out for rush and godzilla and then and then i don't know like i would i'd be tempted to sell dialed in but we've talked about this before it's like dialed in it's might be it's a really good shooting game right it's got some flaws for sure you know and i think maybe wonka shoots even better than that for uh, no doubt or more interesting but like it's um it's a cool game it's just it's not going for as much as it should all things concerned that game so if that game was going for like twelve thousand dollars i probably would sell it 
you know, to fund a purchase and then put a game in that slot. So that might be like the the one that that goes because Bad Girls is bolted to the floor. I can't get rid of that. And the other thing with Pirates is like, I mean, like if I wanted to sell, I don't even own this anymore. But if I wanted to sell Metallica because Martha bought it, like you can get another Metallica. And as you were saying, Kev, like you would never pay twenty thousand dollars for Pirates, but it's different than what we paid and then selling it. Like if I sold it, like forget about getting pirates back, right? Like it's just gone. Whereas like, there's so many games that in a collection that they're like, yeah, I'll sell it. And if I really miss it and want it back, I can just, I can get it. There's enough of them, right? Pirates is just like, just in this weird area, you know, area being like in general and pinball where it's like, what, what do you do with this game? Yeah, that is tough because a lot of the times when I sell games, I mentally, you got to like, mentally justify it like you were saying you get yourself psyched up to sell it and you're like well i can if i really miss it someday i can buy it back or i can sell a game and get this pirates that's not happening with <laughs> um so you've got that uh, martha also said yeah subwoofers you're buying subwoofers is that what's happening oh yeah there was um i bought a subwoofer because there's a subwoofer sale like amazon got to me so i've got another subwoofer coming um i've been playing like a lot of um walking dead lately and um yeah just getting back into some games like that and i think maybe i'll move the color dmd from metallica over to walking dead because why not i want to see what the what looks like in that game sure um and i ordered a because i know everybody on our discord loves this i i uh i ordered a uh, stern insider connected for probably gonna put it on um black knight Oh, I'm a little shit. worried about taking the because I got to take the stickers off the apron from Black Knight and put it on the apron, the replacement oh. apron they send us. But people are like, "Yeah, it's it's easier, it's fine." I, I I'm skeptical of that because I have a problem with stickers. <laughs> Can you just get a second set of stickers and put them on there, or no? Well, Zach's like, I don't know how easy it is to get stickers. He's like, if you fuck it up, I've got you covered. So <laughs> so that's All good. Right. But right. that's what they should do, right? Yeah. Like they should have a second like. That even if you get to pay a little bit more, like they should just sell it to you at cost. But um, I think James was saying like you can try to heat it up with like an iron, and allegedly they just come right off and you stick them on. I saw um, when I was at Swole Burger, I saw those games had like you know the re- retroactively had Stern Insider connected, and and I guess Todd was able to take the stickers off and it looked good. So you know that would be a good live stream, Kevin, if me like oh God, yes. trying to pull stickers off and just. <laughs> I would watch having that. a having a meltdown like an, an anxiety OCD meltdown. I bet we could get that on the front page of Twitch. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, Neil, it's my uh, my Black Knight Pro. The uh, the chat room saying you should put uh, you should do the coin door mount. Have you seen that? Where you put it in the place of the dollar bill acceptor? Yeah. What do you think about that? Do you like it better there? I don't know I mean, if I like lights like a light shooting out. I mean, you wanna, granted, you light I, up your crotch yes exactly <laughs> like that's the thing though right like i don't i obviously the the um you know they get the start button stuff but that's a bright light right yeah. on my crotch like aiming there <laughs> like i i it's, i think i'll stick with the uh the typical location but it's nice that that exists speaking of crotches um we had uh i like this segue wait let's see where this is going <laughs> yeah we had uh we had a, potentially a new sponsor lined up i said fuck <laughs> them though like I'm, they yeah. pissed me off yeah. but uh manscape reached out to us and uh wanted you know kevin to talk about um grooming our master of ceremonies to everybody <laughs> in the pinball community and i was like all right like i, I like I, I like sent them our rates or something for sponsorship and they're trying to play hardball pun intended and uh 
I just like fuck you, Manscaped. No, I'm gonna <laughs> make fun of Manscaped at every occasion now that I possibly can. They're trying to talk me down from like my like incredibly reasonable sponsorship rates. <laughs> they wanted. They basically wanted us to do it for free, and then if they got yeah, good... they're gonna send us like their fucking piece of shit five dollar razor that they say is special for uh, you know shaving your your man bits, but. <laughs> And, and then and then if we met their expectations they would consider actually giving us some money so you know what never mind never never mind we got we would really sell you guys pinball parts and and products from companies that that we like so i mean granted <laughs> our our um demographics is 99 percent men so there's something there and, and J- nick's not kidding if you look on our youtube analytics it's 99 men not kidding percent women so i think i think the only other thing out there that has a higher demographic of men who are their fans is Rush. <laughs> That's 100%. This is the best pinball That's theme ever. It's a good match for, for pinball. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> great theme, great theme. Um, all right, uh, what's going on in my game room? Uh, so my original Tron arcade cabinet, I bought a kit for it that um, not only lets you play another game, I don't, you can play the game Satan's Hollow, which is a classic game with a similar kind of cabinet style. It's got that same joystick on it. Um, and it's it's got Satan in it. I mean, who doesn't love that? Um, it also adds uh, online leaderboards and um, high score saving. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, unfortunately, when I installed it, I was getting some graphical issues with it, so I had to send it back. So he's gonna he's gonna um, try to to diagnose that and figure out what's going on. But when I put all my original ROMs back in it, it, it plays fine. So it's definitely not something with my game. So I'm looking forward to getting that going uh discs of tron we didn't really talk about that we didn't uh do game game room updates and stuff like that that's been my other winter project so i've got that the control panel overlay is new on it the joystick's new the glass bezel it's got new uh t-molding on it i took the janky old mirrors that were in there uh off the sides i'm looking at it right over here and um it painted it black i gotta get new mirrors made for it it needs a marquee uh, up at the top so a couple a couple little things i got the boards back and uh, the game's working the sound is almost all working i have to get the speech going on it because that's the best part is hearing start uh, talk trash while you're trying to take them out uh but it's coming along so those, those are been my my two big projects and then uh I, I feel like it's it's always book club with with kevin during these uh so this is a book i got for my birthday it's called the games that weren't look at it's a big big chonky boy book uh, so this is all about video games that never got made. So it's it's pretty interesting. It goes all the way. It's by decade, all the way from the seventies up to the the two the twenty tens. Uh, yeah. So if you if you like reading about games that could have been, that's that's a cool one. I've been flipping through that, um, checking out different stuff. So that's what's new with me. All right, we did have one uh, piece of uh, feedback here. Uh, we got an email from Eric Russell about the last. Uh, podcast with zach and ryan we got we got a lot of good feedback about that show people really liked it i had folks say they listened to it twice which is uh, a great uh, endorsement of the show so if you haven't yet go back and check out the show we did on the business of pinball with zach many and ryan uh from comment pinball uh so he says one thing that zach alluded to when talking about insider connected was more functionality to come in the future you also talked about the use of pay range with ryan while discussing the operation side the that made me wonder if there were any plans for stern to provide a similar type of payment system leveraging the insider connected tech the idea of being able to load up some credits on my insider connected account and then use that to simultaneously play, pay for a game as i log in 
on location seems like it would be very convenient to me. Stern could get a small percentage fee for administering the service, and, and operators would have an ePay option without needing to pay for an additional device besides Insider Connect. It seems like it would be a win for everybody. So I was wondering if you guys think that might be one of the future capabilities Zach was referring to, or if not, why? So what do you think as, a, as an operator and an Insider-connected owner or soon-to-be owner? Um, yeah, maybe I, th I think you just need to keep your QR code obviously private or needs to maybe not be um, tied to your, your Stern Insider-connected QR code. Because, um, I mean, if that got public, if somebody is able to get your QR code, you're fucked. Yeah. And people, everybody can get that in terms of payment. So maybe it's different. I, I don't know. I think it gets, I think when you have like payments and credits, it gets a little dicey. And I can understand why Storm might not want to just deal with that headache. Um, there's, there's like certainly from a software side, I'm sure that's, that's, it's easy enough to do, like super easy to do from a software side. It's probably the financial logistics that are involved into it. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I listen. I like. I love pay range. I love the ease. I love the idea of paying for my phone, not worrying about how am I going to get quarters or do I have dollar bills. So, yeah, I think it's. I think it's something that's worthwhile to work on and, and incorporate in there. So it it would be nice if they did that and invested in that. Will they Will they do it? I I have no idea. I don't. I don't know where their mind is, um, with that. And the the benefit of pay range is it works on any machine. It's not just Stearns. and it's so it's one e one payment ecosystem for all of your games. So think about going to an arcade, and I have money loaded on my Insider Connected account, and I can use it on LCD era Stearns, and that's it. I can't even use it on like if I wanted to play Walking Dead, Insider Connected doesn't work on that game. So if they have it in their arcade, uh, I can't use that to pay for that. So it's not as convenient. It would be convenient for the games that it works on. But it would be annoying from the fact that I would have to like either maintain a second payment system like like uh, like pay range or then also have cash or quarters or whatever else to play the other games. If you have a lineup of modern Cerns, then fine, go for it. But um, I, I think it's maybe not as as straightforward as as you might think it would be. Uh, yeah, I don't have any insight into what they're going to put on there. I, I think it's more geared towards like you know, the score bit functionality of maybe being able to play a game against somebody in a sense of like, you know, sending them a challenge and trying to beat their scores. I would love to see like one of my favorite things. And, and I've said this on the podcast before is when I was getting into pinball, I was playing pinball FX. And I remember, I don't know if you ever played it on the Xbox way back in the day, things like pinball FX too. Um, when you had friends playing that game and like, let's say like you set a high score like when I get close to your score, your like face would pop up and it's like, Oh, you're getting close to Kevin. And like that, like there was a competitive thing, even though like we're not playing head to head at the time, like there was a way that I was competing against you and that was cool. And it made it like really apparent at the time, rather than me like going through lists or looking at your high score. So I think it would be cool to have that functionality show up on the screen somewhere where it showed that, Hey, I'm, I, I just beat Kevin's high score or I'm getting close to Kevin's high score, some other friends. Like, there's, I, I, I think that's the direction that they're going to go in, not necessarily that exactly, but what Scorbit's doing in terms of being able to challenge and compete against people. Yeah. And also, they, I think, also things for operators, like, you know, play five games of Mandalorian this week and get a free beer. That's the kind of thing from an operator um, I would really like. We're trying to do that implementation with um, one of our locations, get driving people to play pinball. 
And, you know, right now trying to do that manually isn't, isn't easy. So having that functionality as an operator where you can, you know, use it as a marketing tool um, would be great. And I think that's what they're, what they're going to implement. Also from the operator side, I imagine you'll be able to like check on your game and see if there are switches that are not working or is it not taking money or things like that. So you'd be able to remotely check and see if there are issues uh, without running around and checking all your locations and stuff like that. Yeah, I think you could do that now. My um, Stern Insider connector is bricked because the micro SD card's bad with like a, an update messed up. So um, I'm trying to get a, another micro SD card, or I got I got to figure that out. But yeah, I think the um, the functionality is there at least to audit it right now. Cool. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll be building out more stuff like that too. So, um, anything else before we wrap it up here, Nick? uh no i could show this i've got a, i don't know if you could see it on the stream i, I got a galaxy watch 4 and then, hold it up um, a little higher. yeah i know no i'm just <laughs> getting it to come on okay oh yeah look at that <laughs> let's get the buffalo so, skull yeah so if you go to um the facer app it's on there you can get the buffalo skull that's been uploaded so i think it might work on i don't i didn't upload it in the iphone format i don't think but it might work in there so you can try that if you got a iWatch or the fuck it's called or Apple Watch. There you go. Apple you can just Watch, put any, so. any photo as the backdrop, so you can just do yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. By setting a, setting a picture to it. Um, so we'll give give one more plug here before we wrap it up. The uh, live gameplay reveal of Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity next Saturday, March 19th, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. If you're listening to the podcast after that date, it'll be up on our YouTube channel for you, for you to watch. Um, really looking forward to heading down to Texas getting out of the house, flying for the first time in three years and, uh, and streaming that, uh, for you guys to, to check out. And, uh, like, like we said, merch is back. So visit buffalopinball.com slash merch. And, uh, that'll take you over to the, uh, the, the merch page or exclamation point merch in chat. If you're, if you're watching live, that'll give you the link. We've got the Buffalo pinball skull shirt, which is just like Nick's, uh, Nick's watch, but in shirt form, the, uh, We've got the bro shirt. If you want to get a free beer at uh, out at uh, Pinbrew, you can grab one of these and wear it uh, to the show. The first five people in the door will get a free beer every day at the Ohio Pinbrew Fest. We've got some stickers. If you want to slap a sticker on your laptop or your car, you can grab one of those. More stuff coming soon. I know people want the hoodies, which I have ready to go, but they're out of extra larges right now. And I know that's the size most people want. So I'm not going to launch the hoodies and then have people not be able to get them so um as soon as those are back in stock i'll make those available yeah kev you know what we didn't talk about what's that people putting blankets and towels on their pinball machines oh, there's an right. epi a fucking epidemic i've never seen this before <laughs> all right let's talk about it it's not too late show's not over yeah but, well like people so people are putting like blankets and towels on top of like the pinball glass so like the pinball glass doesn't get dust on it and then like even stern selling like this 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 mat that goes over like your glass i'm seeing so many pictures on pinside of people doing that and like this didn't happen 10 years ago right like this is like a new like monkey see monkey do phenomenon where like i i don't i you know kevin i'm like almost ocd like you know pinball anxiety care maintenance person and i look at that and say this is fucking nuts <laughs> and uh like i i used to i used to have what martha calls like a dress to put on my pinball machine when i lived in like um uh my old place where like there's like windows in the pinball room and i get that like because there's there's a real thing of pinball fading cabinets and you know the sun can damage pinball machines so if you're in a scenario like that like 
that makes sense. But a lot of people, that's not why they're doing it. And it just <laughs> seems like such a pain in the ass to like harder than like using Windex or whatever and wiping down your, your, your glass, like a more pain in the ass to take your towel off. And like, you gotta take them all off. Like I've got what, 14, 13 games in the basement. I got to take all my towels off and put the towels somewhere. Am I going to put the fucking towels? Then I got to put the towels back on. Like, I don't know. That's, I just had, it was, it was driving me nuts. I was like, what is going on with that? So I, Nick and I had the high mind going cause a couple, couple, I was looking at the thread about the, uh, Funhouse 2.0 kit and there are pictures of people having it installed in their machines and there was somebody playing it. And behind them was a row of, you know, stern ellies and there's like a pirates and they all had their towel, their themed towel. So there's a Simpsons with a Simpsons towel on it. There's a pirates with a pirate towel. And then he was in front of it playing, uh, Funhouse 2.0 and it made me think of people who when the p3 came out or even like when um jjp started putting the big screens in their back glass people would be like oh well that doesn't look cool when the game's off so that's why i don't like that like or there there's no art on the play field when you turn the machine off on the p3 or there's there's nothing on the screen when you turn the game off on a jjp but then i'm gonna go and put a, put a towel over my game where i can't see it anyway so <laughs> All right, so let's like this is like, this is how you store the pot. So there's some some questions, and somebody's like, "Look, I do it because you have cats, and it's a must." Like, okay, I'll I'll give you that, dude. Uh, maybe if I had a, a cat who was going on the pins, I I probably would do that a hundred percent. So I'm gonna let anybody who's got an animal that's jumping on their games off the hook. Goran saying if he was gonna go away for a super long period of time, like a month plus, well, it's just you fucking do Windex, dude. It's dust. It's dust on a twenty five dollar piece of glass. You're going to go out and buy a $40 mat from Stern or towel and throw it down there? Like, it's just dust. It's okay. It's all right. You're going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. New of Ed said he puts it on there when he puts his stream gear on, which sure. I, I can, that makes that's sense. That's fine. That's fine, too. We're not – anybody who's got like that, that's fine. But, yeah, it's really – it's really – uh I don't know. It's just like every picture I see now is everybody doing that. Next uh, next podcast, we're going to talk about um, all these stupid mods. <laughs> Dude, we got one collector – who bought like some? Who bought a couple games? And he just like was showing me the mods he's yanking off. Like, you know, this game is like he, he bought like an Elvira or something, and like the the cheese, like every mod possible somebody can put on the game, and like even like these jank mods like that, like some like third rate modder made like was going on this thing, and it just looks so tacky and terrible. Like it's just hilarious. I, I just have this vision of people like getting in the hobby of like buying like these super expensive pinball machines like modding it like it's an arts and crafts piece like to to shit and then be like oh fuck i can't mod it anymore i guess it's time to sell it and then start new is that i my favorite is the the making jurassic park covered in trees putting trees all in your <laughs> jurassic park that. <laughs> every, every time i see a jp with trees i gotta save it and uh oh, share it with my e friends because oh, oh my jeez. We've not Jurassic. even gotten to the the person who's uh the people adding another ramp to a uh, Black Knight. Oh God! Or uh, TNA. Oh, that's another Ad podcast. Adding ramps yeah, to we'll, TNA. We'll, that'll be a podcast. Oh we can talk God. about that. Don't don't do it. Just don't don't. Your game. Do whatever you want with it, but don't. don't. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Patrick bought a, a Walking Dead, and like there was this like terrible mod on the ramp, and like he like yanked it off, and it chipped the ramp. He's like, "Fuck! Now I got to get a new uh a new oh, ramp." <laughs> It was so bad. He's like, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, um, he's like, I'm gonna, I'll just put the mod back on, cover the crack up. He's like, just joking. This thing is terrible. <laughs> so it looks like somebody like made like tied it on there with like a Celtic knot. <laughs> I love it. 
All right, folks, that's going to do it for another episode of Brody Even Talk Pinball. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't yet, be sure to follow us on all the social media channels. We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. We're in Discord if you want to chat throughout the month, discord.gg slash Buffalo Pinball. You can follow us on Twitch if you want to watch us live. If you want to support us, a great way to do it is by subscribing to the uh, Twitch channel. If you have Amazon Prime, you can do that at no extra charge with using your uh, Amazon Twitch Prime. Is that what they're Prime Gaming is what they're calling it now. Um, you can subscribe for free every month with that. Uh, there, we have a PayPal account. If you want to drop a drop a donation that way, great way to um, support the channel is by reviewing us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Uh, to bring us on home, we've got a brand new episode of Topper Talk with Gorin. Until next time, uh, we'll see you on the Twitch stream, and uh, we'll see you next month here on the podcast. See you. Bye, Nick. It's Topper Talk with Gorin right now. Let's all have some fun. This is about plastic on top of your pin. Go and buy one now. There's a topper here and a topper there. Topper, they're a topper everywhere. A topper, it's critical to the gameplay experience. You must buy one now. It's your monthly fill of toppers right now. Topper Talk with Gorin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Topper Talk with Gorin, the part of the podcast where Kevin and Nick give me about three to five minutes to talk about everything happening in the very active and profitable Topper community. Now, today we're going to be talking about the Topper for Multimorphic Pinball's newest P3 module, Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity. So let's head into the other room and get started. Okay, so let's jump into the Topper for the Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity uh, module for the P3 Pinball Machine by Multimorphic. Now, the topper is exclusive to the limited edition kit. So this is a picture of the overall limited edition kit, and the limited number is 227 kits were sold. Now, if we zoom into the topper here, we see Weird Al in front of his Museum of Natural Hilarity uh, with holding an accordion, and then as well as the name of the game here. One thing I will commend right away by Multimorphic is that they did not fall into the classic topper um, mistake of where they put the name of the game right below the topper on the back glass. So I thought that was a nice touch from them to actually remove the name of the game from the back glass. You do have it down here on the panel, but I think it's far enough apart of where it doesn't look like it's repeated immediately. Now let's look at the topper function. We can see that the Weird Al head moves back and forth along with the accordion goes in and out as if he's playing it. And it really syncs up nicely the way that it's programmed to really make it seem like he's moving back and forth and playing it. I think it's a nice touch. It's a well-integrated topper. It's supposedly interactive with the gameplay. We'll have to wait for the uh, gameplay reveal by Buffalo Pinball to see how that all works. But overall, I'm pretty happy with uh, with the overall integration and how it fits with the game. It looks really nice up there. It doesn't uh, seem out of place, and it, it seems to really add to the overall wacky vibe. And also, if you look at the module, the amount of mechs that it has is insane. So it really builds on top of the overall zaniness of the game. Now let's talk about the cost. So this was exclusive, exclusive to the limited edition package, which costs $1,800. So the way that Multimorphic's business model works uh, with this release is that you have to have a base multimorphic 
a pinball machine, which costs $8,300, then with no module, then the Weird Al module costs about $3,000 on top of that. And then if you wanted the limited edition package, that was another $1,800 on top of it. So if you're looking, if you don't own a P3 and you were looking to get the this as configured in this photo, uh, that would cost you about $13,100, which is pretty steep. Um, now, if you already had a P3, you'd just be looking at $4,300, $3,000 for the module plus the, the limited edition package. So, you know, no matter what, you're you're paying $1,800 for the topper and the side art and some other little bells and whistles. Um, but I think it makes a little more sense to get if you are already a P3 owner. Now, at the time of recording this video, uh, Multimorphic apparently on day one sold out of all the all 227 limited edition kits that they had. Um, they could be found at a few distributors. I'm not sure of the current status on that, but long story short, it's going to be really hard to get now. Um, and there is a wait list available that you can join by reaching out to Multimorphic. But overall, I think this is a really strong topper. Yes, it's expensive, but if you're a Weird, Weird Al fan and you like this overall package that it comes with, I think it's, it's a, a great buy for the game. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Topper Talk with Gorin. Tune into the next podcast for another episode. And as always, get out there and buy a topper. Thank you for coming to my Topper Talk.